Hello and welcome to this episode 26 of the Northern Invasion podcast. Uh, you're joined by myself and I also have as ever Mr. Scott Smith. Hello. Mr. <laughs> Liam Watts. Evening. It's Liam Watts to you. Uh, yeah, Mr. Watts <laughs> and Nathan Watson. Hello. Hello. Hello there, folks. So we've got a busy one this evening. Everybody's been rolling lots of dice and, and pushing little little toys around the table. So it's uh, it's a good one. It's been uh, about three weeks since our last regular episode. We had a quick um, special mini one with, with our own Rich Strachan from uh, the Scottish scene who was kind enough to come on and talk to us about his special corner of the, the mortal realms. So that was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was good to uh, to have that chat, and it's good that he's got some more commissions, and we're gonna we're gonna hear more of his tales. It's it's nice that it's somebody who comes and and plays with us and whatnot. So you never know, um, get some uh, some interesting characters and throw them at him across the tables, and you may even get a mention one day. Who knows? Okay, so um, I suppose before we go into the events we've been at and a quick update on the uh, Northern Warlords campaign um, and I look forward towards upcoming tournaments and our plans, um, should we do a quick hobby update? I have made 11 bases, um, not in their entirety, but I've done I, the intention initially was to do 10 um, uh, Thunderers, Grunstock Thunderers bases, a, uh, a gun hauler base, and a base for a character. Um, but what I've found is that I've put a bit of clutter on the bases because I've got loads of little resin bits and I've put some tree stumps and I didn't quite realize just how big these uh, little dwarfy fellas are. And there's not really much room to to sit them on there if you've got things taking up space. So I think I'm going to have to use those for Sky Wardens, those where I put tree stumps and things on. So I've got 10 bases, and what I've basically done is uh, I've I've got a load of... Well, I've got a roller from Green Stuff World. I picked the Celtic one. And so I bought a load of Green Stuff, and now Green Stuff for me normally lasts years and years, just a couple of inches of it, and you don't realise just how thirsty for, for Green Stuff these rollers are. So... My tip, if you're going to invest in them and get one, is to just go for three foot other stuff because you're going to need it. <laughs> so I've used, I think I must have used about six or seven inches doing these 10, uh, 11, 32 mil bases and then a little bit on my gun hauler base. Um, you definitely have to lube up your rod before you go near your, uh, your green stuff uh, to make sure it doesn't stick. Um, but the, the detail on those, um, those uh, rollers is really good. Um, I got mine from um, from Green Stuff World, and they do like these. I don't know if they're perspex or glass or what they are, but they're really sharp. The details you have to make sure that you. What I did was I rolled it out um, just as a big area, um, probably about four or five inches across, and then as thin as I could. You can't go too thin, or else you you don't get the detail you need. Um, and then I used the cookie cutters. I did learn that. Um, because the GW bases taper, it's really annoying because the sets come, there's a 30 mil one and a 32. And I thought, well, 32 is going to be annoying because 32 is the wider part of the base. So I thought, oh, 30 is about right. So I did them all in 30s and they're just, just about half a millimetre too small. 
Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to just build it up a little bit, I think, on the edges. And in future ones, I think it's easier to use 32 and then just trim it back rather than, uh, yeah, be tight. So that's all I've done. That and I built an Aether Chemist. The Aether, I, I never wanted an Aether Chemist. It's not in my list, but I bought those um, those Underworlds, the Warband, and I was going to use the characters out of that for my uh, com- my my uh, sergeants or whatever my my squad leaders for each um, unit because they've got a Warden and they've got um, a Thunderer and some Arcanauts. Uh, but I thought that the uh, the Aether Chemist in there looked pretty cool, so I'm doing him up as an Aether Chemist. So my first 500 points for um, the Northern Invasion slow grow, the the NIT4G, is 10 Thunderers at 200 points, an Aether Chemist at 160, and a Gun Hauler at 160. And that's about all I've done. Um, well, apart from play games, but what about yourself, Scott? What have you been hobbying away at? This won't take long. Very, very, very little since last we spoke. Um, I failed in hobbying the 30 ghouls that are sitting in front of me. Hop in a second, something weird's happened here. Did you guys hear that? I heard a what, but that's all. <laughs> that's okay. There's a, a random football thing I clicked on there and it started playing some commentary in my ear. So I thought, oh, hang on. You can edit that bit out. I no, oh, no you're all right. That's you listening to Barcelona, <laughs> is it? I was against... trying to get some sort of quick update there. but um, <laughs> So multitasking. Yes, so I failed in my getting my 30 ghouls, which I'd based, getting them even primed, to be honest. So um, that was that was my, we'll come onto the list for you to do that. So that I went back to um, just tweaking the blister skin list. So I painted um, my corpse mirror stampede. That's all I've done since last uh, time we chatted. So, and that was the night before um, <laughs> going down to, to Nottingham for heat too. So it was all very, very last minute. Uh, just hadn't had much time to get my head down. Um, really, that's it for me. Other than that, since we got back, I was, uh, I was just trying to sell some stuff, create some space, create some more some more hobby liquidity to, to see what comes next. But. Yeah, not not much from me. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, Liam? I've been uh, quite busy. Uh, after, obviously, the event we had last weekend, I came home to a lovely parcel on my living room table, opened it up, and obviously my Keeper Secrets and Epitome was there, so I built them that evening. I've also built another Seeker Chariot. Um, before coming on today, I was building another one. I've built five Seekers, uh, painted 30 Demonettes, and I'll probably do more this week, or tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, just getting on with this horde of uh, Hedonites is the plan. Yes, lovely. What about yourself, Nathan? Um, I've not really done a whole lot of hobby. Um if buying counts for you, there you go. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I've been. Uh, I got a little couple of bits and pieces ready for Heat Two, um, but other than that, I've been kind of between roles at my place of work. So I've been doing a lot of training, been pretty tired and stuff. So, not really had time to to really dedicate to any sort of hobby. So, yeah, but I've still been finding time for games. That's me up to sixty three games now with the Deepkin. So. Yeah, other than gaming, not really a whole lot. That's pretty epic, though. 63 games, and it's 
Well, that's in four months, isn't it? So yeah, I'll get to hundred and then bend them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So hobby updates. So then we've got our news thing. So what's new? Um, I'm I'm gonna go first because why not? Um, I've seen we've had the the leaked picture of nice shiny new Sylvaneth stuff today. So that's news for me. It looks like we've got um not only have we got the War Scroll cards that go with the um the Loon Loon Curse. Is that what it's called? Loon Curse. Yes. Yep. Uh, that that box set. So the hunters have been split out into three scrolls, and there's been much debate and discussions today on the the power of spite, not spite, um, tree revenants, because now they can play the pipes wherever they are and go wherever they want, as long as they're not nine inches away. Whereas before, you had to be, um, you had to be coming out. Is it six inches from a board edge or or a yeah. wood? And nine away, so now it it's all looking at the rule in a vacuum, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, we all know there's a lot of change coming to Sylvanath. Yeah, oh, there's a bit of feedback there from someone. Oh, mm. who's that? I can who's hear that? it as well. Is it Liam? <laughs> no, who's that? No, mine uh, thing's on quiet. Oh, stopped. Oh, sounds like a mic. There you go. Yes, I will. Uh, We'll leave that. Oh. <laughs> We're being tapped. Yeah, we'll edit that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so as you say, it's looked in a vacuum. Um, it's when all the dryads get waypipes as well that people can really spit the dummy out. It's when they lose their waypipes, I think is what you mean to say, where they don't just go nine inches away <laughs> from everything like they already do. Ah, uh, But yeah. if, if they, uh, they rationalise what Wildwoods will do, there's a there's a new scenery piece that we've seen today, isn't there? Of a big a big old looking tree. I don't think it's scenery. Do you know? Do you uh, think it's, it's one of those base. spells? I don't know if it's one of those spells. Their spells have already been quoted as being very different. Okay. They're not spells. They're spites. Okay. So I think they're going to be a middle ground between spells and like what we've already got with the corn uh, and. Fire Slayers, maybe they're a little bit more permanent. Um, but no, it, it's on a base. And I know that a lot of the Games Workshop community team have been putting their scenery on bases. Okay. But I don't I don't know if it is a scenery piece as much as it looks like scenery. It's yeah. also got a very big lady part on it. Wow. Um, <laughs> I think it's a birth. I think it's a birthing tree. It's definitely a birthing canal on that tree. <laughs> I think, I, see, the thing is, when you look at the summoning, it was quite flexible. And I found that having branch rates scattered around the board, each of them being able to summon out of a wildwood is really useful. I mean, you do it tend to. Put, to the fluff as well. Yeah. Soul pods and stuff. Yeah. And I think that that would be it. If you only had the one that you could be uh, summoning out of, um, it, it might be easier for people to shut down. What I used to usually do is have just a single base somewhere in the backfield that I'm summoning into, and then they wait for a turn, and then they go off spawn into... Mm. Well, they spawn in one, and then they teleport to another. The fact it's um, on a base means it's got some form of movement, though. Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, unless it's like... Because remember, you do have the spirit song, or tree song, so you could move a tree. Yeah. It could yeah. be something mm-hmm. like that. It moves every turn sort of thing, and you kind of... It pollens the garden sort of thing, and creates obviously would... these other trees and things like that i wouldn't be surprised if it's just i don't, I don't, stuff think, they'll from su- I don't think they'll summon the same way as they do now because no other arm in the game has a spell that summons 
everyone else has to do something to actually summon. Yeah, that's that's point. I'll, I'll dance to keep it. I'll do a special dance <laughs> as well when I roll the dice. It'll be fine. You'll just need to start taking Alario so that you can get your free summoning from her. Yeah, that you've maybe. been talking about doing for six months. No, but I've 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 got my eye on other projects now. Sylvan has old news. Tell me about it. I've got my own three <laughs> projects. I've got Inception projects going on in my head right now. Oh, projects on projects on projects. Yeah. Well, that's my bye, bye bye sell sell sell. That's Ninety nine projects, but an army list ain't one. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's my little bit anyway. So nothing nothing concrete, but um, yeah. Sylvan F is coming, and they've got nice new dice because them last ones were god awful. It's one of the few uh, dice these that I've also looked Did you say nice new dice? Well, they're new. <laughs> they're new, they've, yeah. They've got. Is they've that got how it bit. works? If GW worked on, uh, if it's new, it's nice. Then there'd be a lot of uh, bigger sales. The dice never look good. They just, I think they want to make them look too unique. They look uh, thematic. The wooden ones were cool as an idea. No, not for Sylvaneth. <laughs> but not for Sylvaneth, obviously. No. That'd be more of like a wood chopping army. The yeah. choppers. Yeah. So anyway, what about yourself, Scott? What's your news or something that's caught your eye this week or last? Well, I think caught my eye, again, keeping on the Loon Curse theme, was the picture of the um, Squigglanch Bore Scroll Battalion from inside it in the box, um, which obviously just contains the contents of the box. Um, but it's quite cool and hopefully it gets points because it looks quite no, fun no they never do if they did get <laughs> they points so did they not the flesh here of course and skate one got points yeah sort of blight war the one thing that you need to keep in mind though scott is that those formations have the number of models in the units limited yeah, I was, I was to exactly what's in the box so yeah so you can only take the boing grots up to a unit of 10 yeah really no, yeah. no, 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 a unit of five, it says. Oh, here. is it unit of five, right? Okay, oh, so that well, means see, that you only get three back. Wrath and Rapture wasn't. They were just, you could only have one of each unit. Well, the Sylvaneth one is limited as well. I've seen mm-hmm. the Sylvaneth one today, and it's limited to two units of five tree revenants, and it's limited to three Karnoth Hunters with bows specifically as well. So they will have points, though, but it's a fluff piece. Yeah. So that was Zagat's Squigglanch. And the, the the cool thing about it was that you could basically resurrect the units. Not not the heroes, but the unit the hero, but the units. Um you can recycle them at fifty percent, rounding up. up. Yeah. <laughs> so you get three hoppers back or three bounders. Um and they come on the edge of the battlefield. So it looked quite fun for the t- sort of five seconds that it caught my eye um when I was at Heat Two on my phone, but then Reading it properly now, then it's yeah, it's just not so newsworthy after all. I've got I've got a bit of a habit of doing this to people where they go, "Oh, this is really cool," and then I point out that they're cheating. Yeah, we, we, Shout we, out we, to we, John Harper. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. What about you, Liam? Liam? No, oh, don't know. Slanesh. Slanesh. More Slanesh. More, more, more. Yeah. You can give us a, a rundown on Slanesh. Oh. Uh, a sign of good news or news. Uh, Element Games posted my uh, order today. If that counts, if that's uh... <laughs> breaking news, breaking, breaking news. news, hot off the press. What's in it? I can't tell you that. Oh, that's uh, not another, news. Another epitome. Oh man. Okay. Well, I we'll hear. We'll, what that does. Well, we'll hear soon because uh, Liam's going to give us his uh, his first impressions after playing them at an event. So that'll be good. 
What about yourself then, Nathan? Do you know, I've been sitting here thinking and I can't think of any news in particular. I've not really been paying attention. FAQ? The... You've changed your allegiance. What FAQ? There's one today. Oh, the, the Fire food. Slayers one? I've yeah, not really favorite. digested it yet, though. It's big. It's, it's quite wordy. I think they've, uh, from my understanding, I think they've clarified the fights first and they're like being able to fight again ability for the Hearthguard Berserkers, I want to say. That was the main thing that people needed uh, an answer to. And you don't get um, to reflect damage from the Magma Droths from mortal wounds. It's only, it's only uh, actual Attacks, damage yeah, wounds. Damage, yeah. yeah, which is really weird. It's a strange distinction, but yeah, fair enough. I guess it must be whenever a wound is allocated, and maybe they want to disting- distinguish between wounds and mortal wounds again. Getting close to your handbook, we'll need to wait and see, but. Um, no, I've not. I've not actually read it myself. I've just read comments on people that have read it. So, well, we'll stay clear of it then. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. There is our news. Not or not much of news, but it gets better. It gets better. So in another in related news, <laughs> we've got the tale of Northern Warlords with Brewdog. <laughs> Hang on, let me just have a drink. Sweet Ah. ale. It is good. No, so um, the tale of Northern Warlords. We've we've touched on there. So we got a load of people pledging their allegiance to various alliances, and over the next couple of months, they're going to build and paint the first five hundred points. People who are um, members and patrons um, then get to come to a a nice new. a nice free um, narrative event on uh, a date that we have given in February that I can't remember. I think is it something like the 15th. It's middle of February. It's the day after the Hammer of the North, which was um, our hobby hero, John Harper's um, one day event that comes after Tempest. So it's normally a couple of weeks after. I think it's a little bit longer this time. I think it's three or four weeks after Tempest, and it's nestled snugly between Tempest and Follow the Old World. So it's a good good start to the year. Anyway, I'm right, um, I'm right in thinking this is Valentine's weekend. Is that what we're talking about here? Is it? <laughs> well, if it's the fifteenth, this is well, fifteenth is Saturday, so the day after. The Sunday's oh, so fine. The 16th. All the romance yeah, so... is done by Sunday, the 16th. There you go. Oh, that's it. I was already planning on taking the missus so <laughs> she could get the gin. Bring her along for some lone wolf gin. Only yeah. the best. <laughs> so, no, um, well, we've got some extra news for people. So not only are we, uh, are we doing that then, we've, um, Mr. Harper has kindly and generously agreed that um, anybody who is a podcast patron or a member um, can have a five pound discount on their Hammer of the North ticket. So thank oh, you very much, Mr. Harper. Yeah. Is he putting the price up? Five pounds. I bargained at thirty pounds for one day. Unfortunately, um, it, it, it offer didn't extend to you, Liam. You must have offended him in some way. Oh, uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah. no. So that's really nice. So for those people who want to travel up, um to come to the the free event make a weekend of it and um and come to a, a a competitive event the day before should be good so thank you very much john that's grand and then um the other thing 
to do with it was, as we were saying earlier, laughingly, uh, the Lone Wolf Gin, which is their um, sort of like stand ahead thing, which is what they, they're giving us as prizes and things and is kind of around it. I'm going to try and think of some way into the narrative to weave some kind of lone wolf action. And there may be some kind of bonus points for people who paint a lone wolf and bring it as part of their army. Mm. So I think that'll be like a... a... I'll paint like my a... army with lone wolf gin. Yes. <laughs> I'll paint my army under the influence of lone wolf gin. <laughs> yes. Sounds good to see. There you go. So, uh, well, people can... Uh, Tweet, email, or give us an inspiration for how we can weave in some old wo- uh, lone wolf into uh, the narrative. I think we should just all have one. We should we'll steal as with... many kind of wolf themes as we can and just totally impinge on Mike's tournament. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. we don't want to do that. We don't. Well, of course, um, maybe the howling, um, maybe the the organizer of that tournament would like to get in touch with Brewdog and um, <laughs> and and see if they can come to some kind of partnership. Anyway. <laughs> I get back on the wrong tree. So that's us anyway. So there's the timetables. First 500 points. There's still time for people to to pledge and to take part. You don't have to be a member or a patron or anything. Um, Most of our activities are on Twitter. There is a a slowly growing Discord community, and we have a Facebook closed group, which is attached to the Age of Sigma Battle Reports page. So come join us, show us what you're building, what you're painting, and there will be prizes as well for people who just play along, and even if they can't make it to the event. So let us know. Is there, is, is there a kind of running running total yet of allegiances, no. alliances? No. No, there's well, death is is particularly underrepresented. There's only one person who officially pledged themselves to death. Um, now, I know there is another because they've been posting pictures on the the uh, group page, um, but they didn't come out to the Twitterverse. So um, I think Death's got two, and that's the least for one. Um, orders ahead. Um, there's a couple for destruction. Um, and there's, yeah, I think there's, there's uh, three or four for most and just two for Death's. So it should be quite balanced, quite small. It's not, we, not too big. Can we potentially discuss a catch-up mechanic? I've already had a few people messaging out to me asking what happens if they miss their pledge by one month. And I must admit, I'm seeing my calendar rapidly fill between July and August, so I'm curious myself. If you miss a month, you can just roll into the next, can you? Yeah, you can roll it into the next. Yeah, I mean, Good. it's it's just there to give yourself targets and and not to be ridiculed by your peers when you fail. Um, <laughs> but if you if you want to set yourself extra work for the following month, that's that's fine. Just do what Liam does and paint it all now, and then he can just take a picture of a different unit every month. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fine. If people do miss out, um, life happens, so um, just try and catch up. The, the key thing is that for the event, everything will have to be finished. So... Um, middle of february you don't want to be standing up your missus by saying no you can't take her out for dinner because you're having to finish painting your wolf because <laughs> that won't go down well okay so that's that uh, any questions let us know um and thanks again for um for john and to Brewdog for, for helping us out there so uh, before we go on to our games then uh slanesh i suppose this is this is one where we do get asked occasionally to cover factions and 
we half get tempted to go through a book when it first comes out, but there's so many other people who do that and go through it. And it's like, well, if you've not played it and played it all through um, and, and given the book a, a good a good run, then uh, then maybe maybe we wouldn't be doing it the justice. So so Liam has kindly not only did the, the public vote for him to, to build this army, he kindly went to a tournament with it this weekend, just gone. Um, so he's he's been able to play it after doing a few warm-up games and running a few different lists. And I wondered, uh, rather than focusing on the weekend, what can you give us some, uh, some I don't know, give us a, a quick overview, first of all, of how the army plays and maybe what the allegiance abilities are, and then we can maybe hit you with some questions. So, yeah, the army plays a lot different uh, now. It uh, is more... Before they were really... You negative to hit, negative to wound, and there was obviously there wasn't the same playstyle before. I think a lot of folks just took some key models in Archeon builds, like obviously the uh, Chaos Lord to give the Paladin attack twice, or a Keeper of Secrets doing the same thing for him. Uh, I believe this is also the first book Slanesh I've ever had on their own. Uh, I was obviously I was hearing on another yeah. podcast. Uh, so the, yes, on you. Yeah, no, I was just saying. I think you're right. I I don't remember ever seeing a Slanesh book. Well, uh, pay to, uh, good for those who have patience and wait. Uh, mm-hmm. So they they have a feast of depravities is kind of like their their key way of playing the game and uh, summoning new units on. Uh, you can which you can summon on new Slanesh demons by s- collecting depravity and then spend it. It's gained every time you wound or mortal wound. Is inflicted on enemy unit from a Slanesh hero or spell cast by a friendly Slanesh hero, and enemy models uh, is not slain by that wound. So obviously the idea of pain to a point of before death, uh, you gain a point for everyone. So if a, if you wounded a five wound hero uh, four times, you get four depravity. You can't get the final wound of his five from uh, damage done that way. You also then, for all your heroes, Slanesh heroes, uh, any wound that's taken but not negated as well, you also gain, for every wound, more wound, another depravity. And it racks up quite quickly now. Uh, obviously, before it wasn't mortal wounds or spells, it was just uh, wounds caused much in combat that gave it, which was obviously a lot more difficult. Uh, you relied on your opponent Uh and yourself taking damage and most of the ways to kill Keepers of Secrets in previous times and all your heroes was mortal wound sniping, like spells and that doing damage to you, which was always a deterrent for playing the army. Uh, you now have to select a host, which is there's free hosts to choose from, invaders, pretenders and godseekers. I've only played with pretenders so far. Uh, listen to, again, others talking, a lot of folk like invaders, uh, godseekers. I'm just... I like having a big model that fights well, and that's why I'm kind of with Pretenders at the moment. I might obviously further down the next couple of months try the other two, but I feel I just enjoy Pretenders. I like the idea of, like you say, a big hit hero. I've played Archeon previously. I've played uh, the Star Drake, Galariel, and things like that. I do always like a big fighty big monster. Uh, their newest ability, which is kind of the big thing and the thing that's raising a lot of uh, talk, is uh, the Locus of Diversion, 
which is uh, activates at the end of a charge phase for each friendly Hedonite hero that is within six inches of any unit. Uh, you can create a locus. Uh, if you do so, pick one enemy unit within six inches of your hero. Roll a dice. You add two to this roll if you have the Greater Demon keyword, which is obviously only Keeper of Secrets or Shalaxi, the special character. On a four plus, uh, that enemy unit fights at the end of the following combat phase after the players have picked any other units to fight in the combat phase. Uh, you cannot pick the same unit for this effect twice, uh, whether or not the roll was successful or not as well. So you can't like roll it, four plus, fail it, try again. You just don't get to do that. It's kind of one chance only to do this ability. Uh, also has the, another paragraph, which is if that unit is affected by this battle trait and is also affected by any uh, rules that would allow it to fight at the start of the Fallen Count phase, that unit is not affected by this rule or those other abilities. Uh, these cancel each other out, so they would just go back to normal. Okay, uh, so for Gristlegore and Eels, well, not Eels, Eels and um, Tide, well, Deepkin and High Tide. High Tide, yeah. There's a few others, there's Corn ones, but or the Realm of Light, uh, for another example. Yeah. The ability there. Uh, you, no, Gristlegore is probably the best example because it always has the ability on. It would go back to normal it would go back to taking turns to choose units. So you'd still probably pick it to go first, and then uh, your opponent gets their turn to pick a unit again, such and such. But it can be quite, uh, from playing it on the weekend, it can be quite good because you just, you like example, you put your Keeper of Secrets into something, you roll that 2+, plus, and you can just ignore that unit. Like, you can just ignore your Keeper until the end, and you can go and do all your other units that you that are fragile or need to go. A few of your heroes, like if a 4-plus goes off, you're like, brilliant, that means I'm not taking a hit between these two units uh, going into combat. But the Keeper of Secrets doing it on a 2-plus, obviously one in six chances you'll fail it. Touchwood, I didn't fail it on the weekend. Uh, John Bayless that played it as well, he has two Keepers in his list, and he excuse me, didn't fail it either. Uh, I feel it's... I've heard a lot of obviously, people talking about being non-interactive at the moment, uh, but I think it's just a thing. It's another thing you're going to have to learn to play around. It's only on the heroes, uh, obviously the Hedonite uh, heroes as well. So it's not like it's not like Archeon and uh, that can get access to it yet. That would be the the only thing I'll say there. I don't know if you'll end up getting a formation that gives them the Hedonite keyword or anything. Uh, the other part yeah. of our... Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm just saying, yeah, because... At the moment, you've got all the demons in the Head Knights book, haven't you? But mm-hmm. you can still, through the Grand Alliance Chaos, you can you can mark things like Marauders. Well, and yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's part of the battle trait, isn't it? So it'll say, Hedonite heroes with this battle trait get this locus, rather than just Hedonite heroes. So it, need, it would need to have the Head Knight of Celestial Allegiance to make use of that locus. Yeah, I'm just kind of saying... Oh, the Hedonite Allegiance isn't, it's just Slanesh Allegiance. The Allegiance is Slanesh, and the, all, because it says here, thrilling compulsions, all units in a Slanesh army have this. Yeah. But then, so you need the keyword Hedonite as well to get As being in the Allegiance, yeah. So if Archeon gets an update and he's in the Slanesh Allegiance, but there would be no way to do it with mixed chaos well, you or could, you anything could, like that. Archeon in this army right now, he just doesn't gain access. Yeah, he doesn't get the Locus, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. gets all but, the stuff, which is the same way that Maggotkin and Blades can, you can you can take Slaves to Darkness models and give them a mark so that they're part of the army so it's still legitimately a Slanesh mm-hmm. army. Just none of the old stuff has the Hedonite keyword, so you would not no. 
Celts would have that ability. But yeah, you could take a Chaos Sorcerer Lord uh, on Manticore. You could take a Chaos Lord on Manticore. You could take some Chaos Knights, Chaos Chariots, any of these things. You could also take the Beastman Formation, which is the one that a lot of people are talking about, because it actually makes... That Beastman Formation is actually quite sweet in this book, I think. I think it's actually one of the best Beastman for, uh, God Formations now for what it can do uh, to them. Do you want me to go through that first and look at that and then come back to this? Or Yeah, yeah, you can go through All I was going to say was if if the rumours are true about getting a new Slaves to Darkness book after Warcry or something, um, that might be where you start seeing mortals that can form part of the army and you may get the Hedon Knights keyword through that, might you? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah. Tell tell us how the uh, the goats and the the big cows can. I'll, can benefit I'll just from... I'll just go through the last. Uh, so the last part of Legion's abilities is the Euthodic Killers. Uh, if an unmodified hit roll uh, for any melee weapon by Chaos Slanesh unit is a six, that inflicts two hits instead of one. Yeah. Uh, make a wooden silver roll for each. If the attacking unit is twenty more models, each uh, six becomes a fr- free attacks instead. Free oh, hit. Okay. Which is that quite... used to be fives, didn't it? Yes. Well, uh, yeah. No, that was just on Damonettes and Seekers. It was. Oh, now, right. So it applies to everything. It applies to everything. Okay, so again, yeah. if you take anything, uh, which is quite the big, that's probably the biggest ability there. Like, you're, It's almost what the Gristlegore General does where it fishes for sixes and just gets more attacks out of just rolling sixes. So yeah, the Depraved Grove drove uh, formation in the Beastman book. It has to choose one to four heroes from Beast Lords, Dragon Ogre Shagath, Doompool, Great Bray Shaman, three to six units of Centigors, Gors, Thunder Tuskor, Tuskor Chariots, Ungors, and Ungor Raiders, zero six units of Bestigors, Bullgors, and Dragon Ogres, and then zero to two Cygors or Gorgons. Uh, the abilities from it is the Convetus Fury. Uh, you can reroll fail charge rolls. Uh, for units from this battalion that are within 12 inches of an enemy hero with an artifact. In addition, you can reroll hit rolls for attacks that target a hero with an artifact. Which is quite big, because... So what's the playstyle then for that? Like, what do you think makes it so good currently? Better than the, the other ones, anyway? Like, better than the Zinch one and stuff? It, it Just access to the... Because ho- you have to build yourself around a host, so you, if you take the Invaders host, obviously you get access to... Uh, free generals it doesn't really matter to uh, them as much but i think it's god seekers because you get the ability to so in each of the battle tra- each host also has its own battle trait set that does a set of things for being in there as well so in god seekers you get plus one to your charges automatically uh and at the start of a at the end of your charge phase you gain d3 depravity for each friendly Godseeker unit that char- uh, if if you have a unit that's charged, you get D3. If it's free or more, it's D6. When your armies, like Bestigar, actually, when they all of a sudden start s- splashing sixes and getting extra attacks out of them, uh, I think that's where the strength of that book is. Because again, they already get, they're really fast, because they get to run and charge as it is. Uh, Bestigar. No, sounds cool. But, they get to yeah. run the same turn. They move six basic. Uh, they add one to hit rolls for attacks if they have ten or more models. They get to reroll one hits uh, if they target order. They get plus one attack to the turn they charged. So they're all they get two attacks, fours, fours and threes, rend one, one damage. The one inch range is probably the problem. I don't know. Did they get switched to thirty twos? Are they still twenty fives? Gors or Bestigar? Bestigar. Bestigar thirty twos. Pretty sure they're thirty twos. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
but then again, when they're in Godseekers, so they'd be, uh, so they move six. They, you can let's say you run six, and then you're getting plus uh, one to your charge. It's quite, it's quite a fast army, and then you've got three attacks of the charge. You get plus one to hit, so you're hitting on freeze. You're rerolling ones if you're against order, or if you chose to not go Godseekers and you went Pretenders, you would also get reroll ones to hit. Uh, all of a sudden, so freeze rerolling ones, and you're then if you fish for any sixes, if you're above twenty models, each six is free attacks, rend one one damage. Quite a lot of attacks for a, and they're not actually that expensive anymore. No. And then, uh, so yeah, so there's the free. I that's why I just feel that host has gotten a lot better. I still think uh, what it gets access to, uh, it's almost like you say you can make a one drop out of it if you want, but you could also then make you could still you could take like a two drop army because you could take that formation and then take there's a formation in here that allows you to take all your heroes into it. You have to take three to six heroes, and you could just build your army into those two, and then that would be an army because you'd have like a. In that formation, the other one, you just get, like, you take two Keepers of Secrets and then, like, a uh, epitome, epitome, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Do you think you might try it in the Beast one? Or are you going to stick to your demons for a while? The demons for a while. Uh, again, I'd wait until, obviously, I think the Beastman book might change again by whatever the Archeon rumoured book will do. I think, obviously, if he can get everyone again in his, his book if he can do that sort of thing. I just downloaded the basing guide, Gores and Best of Gores are on 32s now. They're both on 32s. It's, it's only Ungors that are on 25s in that whole range. Still, they're still pretty, Ungors could still do, It's not, they're not great but it's still splashing attacks. Mm -hmm. They're quite uh... So why don't you give us a bit of feedback from your early games then? So early games? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the pretenders is what I play. Like I said, it makes you have like a big beefy character. Uh, the slither slash uh, is an amazing item. It gives plus two attacks to any characteristic uh, in any melee weapon. So you just put it on your claws, and you've also then got four attacks: freeze and freeze, rend two, five damage at full health. Any six to hit gives you two hits. Any six to wound does mortals instead of normal damage. It can put a lot of damage, can't it? That it can, one model. That one model can do a lot of damage. But you also get if you if you so normally it's what I've been doing. You hit. You've got your fane. Your fane can you can take a wound from the fane, and then you roll a dice and a one nothing happens, and a two to six you get reroll hit rolls until your next. Uh, That's quite cool. <laughs> hit rolls. So we're into this new. Where it's no longer failed. This is that's all gone. Well, some so of it isn't. Some of it is still failed. I noticed. Like even the flesh eater corpse, and grissome bite, is really failed. Everything yeah, yep. I've book, everything in this book I've seen is just all. Rerolls, right? Okay. All so unfair. Well, I don't know if it's maybe a, a new balance, a balancing thing. So maybe they'll give some things reroll failed, some things rerolled. Mm. Who knows? Maybe they'll try and make it, but I suppose they don't. They can't have because Slanesh has an exploding sexes thing, don't they? So yeah. I was going to say maybe if it's got exploding sexes or something, but, sexes but, but, they won't do. on the hit. If we did yeah. more, it maybe be that yeah, way. Maybe. Uh, 
Yeah, but the Keeper of Secrets has uh, that precision attack. That's on any wound roll of a six. Not just the claws, it's any. So you can just splash accidentally, do some damage with your your Great Blade or something. Your Great Blade's got four attacks, the basic freeze and freeze, rend one, two damage. If you just accidentally roll a couple of sixes and that wounds, that's like four damage uh, quite easily. And it's now, it's command ability has been changed. Uh, so uh, you can use command ability in the com uh, combat phase. When it's uh, your turn to pick a unit to fight, if you do so, you can pick one friendly Hedonite unit that has already fought once in the combat phase and is wholly within 12 of this model. It can be selected to fight for a second time. If it is within three of any enemy units, you cannot pick the same unit to benefit this command ability one, uh, more than once per combat right, phase. So it's got the limit of it needs to be within three of an enemy unit to benefit from that rule. So even if there was to be some way to pile in six, or if you remove casualties to be out with three, then it limits it. So that's like what should have happened to Feck, in my opinion. Yes. With Freedom Frenzy, they should have had that limitation as well. So at least, yeah. at least if not went and turned it up to 11. Yeah. So what don't they like then, Liam? What is it that they don't like? Uh, mirror matches, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> thing uh the problem with the mirror match there was too much ambiguity on wording and rules for us because what happens when you both strike last uh so you does that mean the the obviously the question was if you then piled in before when you piled in at the end of a phase nothing else could pile into you that hadn't wasn't already in combat that was uh the old rules obviously they've changed that with the latest faq on sequencing and they allowed it in the corn one that if it didn't start at the fight if it wasn't in combat at the start of the hero phase it could still start the combat phase sorry it could fight still in the combat phase which has caused a lot of issues on like our one where i could be forced to fight last but i could then swing myself in to fight a unit that wasn't in combat do I get to hit it and then it can't do anything? Because obviously that, this is now the end of the phase and we our rule says you have to fight after every other unit's fought in this whole uh, issues. Obviously they weren't originally illegal to fight, but the, another conversation came up that uh, in the core rules, it says if you pass fighting and then your opponent fast passes fighting, uh, choosing the unit, the combat phase actually ends by the, co the core rules rulebook's wording but you can't pass units anymore you have to attack don't you but if he passed the unit because all of his other units have to fight last but i then pass because i've got no units technically the combat ends before his units get to attack by wording by actual wording from the core rule this is the problem that our rule says that you the argument was that it doesn't say that you ignore the kill like how they said army books would ignore core rules if it said they did but it doesn't actually say here you ignore that core rule and so we did, we played it out as obviously you did but we were unsure on how that actually works because you could then technically just refuse your opponent combat by fighting with two units that, that fight with a unit they've only got two units in combat and you go pass they then pass back to you because they don't have any units that could fight at that point you then go well that's combat finished because we're out of units Wow. I'm sure and it'll all be clarified then if, AOS. You, if you can use the command ability in the end phase because obviously it's not a normal 
pile in anymore. That was another query that came up for us. Mm, well, but we'll see. We'll see. That, I think we must have, between the two of us, we must have had like, well, what did I, so I lost my keeper turn two. I think I summoned on turn, my turn two, I summoned a keeper of secrets, a unit of three fiends and a unit of 10 demonettes, which is what, 30, 48, 57? Depravity. So were you both racking up depravity really fast then? You do. Each other? You honestly, yeah, you do. Because every time you cause damage, it causes back to you. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's, we're, we're obviously waiting for the FAQ as well on how spells work, because then the spells are obviously an argument of spells. Uh, we played it that weekend that the turn you cast the spell, it is your spell, so you get the depravity from the damage it causes on that. Uh, but we're still obviously waiting for the FAQ on that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's been ruled that way for Six Nations at the moment as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well obviously, unless... you... no, I'm just asking if you had fun. Was I it did. Play? Was it fun? It's it does it actually does a bit of everything. Uh, I was limited on the models I had for Saturday because uh, I didn't have obviously the epitome and. Uh, I didn't have the new keeper, so I only had my old keeper on a obviously a hundred mile base. Um, I'm looking forward to obviously trying out the epitome. I've got and like I said, I've got another one in order, so I'll have two then. Uh, I'm going to try them out tomorrow night. I've got a game with John again against his lovely, lovely Skaven. <laughs> uh, I look forward to trying a bit of everything. There's is quite a lot of. For how little scrolls we have, there is actually a lot of depth in what your army can do because of the hosts changing the way your army plays each way. Yeah. So the so the one I play pretenders, uh, if your general's pretender host, uh, he gets two command traits instead of one. Uh, you can also, uh, in addition, you reroll hit rolls of one for attacks made by units melee or missile weapons by friendly. Uh, pretender host units that have 10 or more models so normally just your demonettes or seekers there's nothing normally above that uh it's quite quite cool this uh the pretenders host forces your hero formation uh, instead of it being three to six units you can only take one slanesh hero because in pretenders you the idea is that your one hero is trying to replace the dark prince so it doesn't want any other contenders it wants to be the one and only uh, and Chesney. yeah, mm-hmm. and and its other abilities, Warlord Supreme. At the end of the uh, the start of the hero phase, uh, you receive D three depravity if your general is within three inches of an enemy unit. If your general is within three inches of three or more enemy units, you gain D six instead of the D three, and he's literally designed to fight and be in combat with people uh, for obviously a long period of time, and he's uh, the access to the command traits kind of fit to the same style for him as well oh well no it'll be good to catch up with you again on it next month and uh see how you've got on with them over the next month and how you get on against uh cracking that skaven nut yeah. after the faq is buffed flesh your course as well it'll be good to see how you feel yeah, no, yeah. Well, that definitely is gonna happen isn't it the faq because the, the pity me won't stack with the locust and then uh They'll, that'll be fecked back into a fighting place. Again, that's a it's a there's a weird 
it's a, it's weird always playing a book when you don't have, like you say, the designer's commentary on how they want things to be played, or how they intended it to be worded. The, I'm guessing a lot of people have seen the Twitter rage of the last couple of days of how people are reading the Infernal Rapturous uh, scroll, which is always yeah. Like, can we address that insanity? Yeah. Is that in the questions? Is it one it of our questions? It should be by now, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, I don't know if it's one of our questions, is it? It doesn't. It's not one of our questions, but it definitely doesn't need to be. It it needs to be addressed because people are reading it that way, but the wording doesn't read that way to me. It doesn't read that way to me either. No. But I can. The start of your hero phase intends to me that I'm the general. I'm the. I'm the and then you receive one department for each infernal rapturous that is on the battlefield. Yeah, but the way that they were wording, they were trying to say it was if you had six, then that would say Thanks. for each infernal rapturous, each of them gets six. So if yeah. you have six infernal rapturous, no. then you would get thirty six. Yeah, that's a nonsense. Which is just stupid. Yeah, they need to put an any in there or something. But yeah, yeah. I mean it's yeah it's well no because you do you do want one pair infernal rapturous. Yeah. That's the way it should be. You should get Aye, but at the first bit, you'd see for each. Well, you can word it better than that. It should be. Uh, the problem, it's, it doesn't need to be worded better. It's just people are reading it the way they want it. Yeah, they the just problem try to is. gain is advantage out of it. it there's it's, nowhere. It's straightforward. There's nowhere in the core rules that says that for each, for each ability that is worded the same, it happens once per mm. model with that ability. So yeah. if if you use that ability, if you've got six models with that ability and you get to use it six times, you would get 36. But it wasn't intended that way. No, no it obviously wasn't intended that way. No. Um, maybe they need to slip something to the core rules to say when abilities say any. I'll just it, put the don't be a dick rule back in. Yeah. <laughs> people are only doing it i mean that's stretching it nobody's i mean that's it's just ridiculous what was it what was that 1500 uh... yeah did you see the tweet that somebody done a table on it (laughs) jp worked it out in seconds he just like (laughs) plugged his fingers into a socket and tuned into the matrix or something so yeah but yeah that's that's totally not the intention of it and even you would fact, not... I'm, reading, I'm reading it just now, actually. At the start of your hero phase, you receive one depravity point for each friendly infernal enrapturous that's on the battlefield and part of a slash I met. Ah, that would never even occur to me to think about that the, the, no. the wrong way. I didn't, I didn't even go through the scrolls, the, the, one, the old ones like that. I didn't even read the old rules for that because obviously I didn't believe it would have changed from Wrath and Rapture. But again, I don't understand. Like That's what I queried. When Jonathan from Bobo put up that you can only get this ability does not stack, and I thought, well, I only get one depravity for having more than one. I thought that was insane. I was like, that's kind of hard. Get one for each. Yeah. Yeah, One for each, I thought. And he was, I thought he was then saying, didn't stack as in you only got one job, no matter how many of them you had on the board. I was like, well, it's always quite funny when you, like, I've, when Novice, I I played the book before this book. There was a point where I had like 13 Enrapturuses on the board, which was quite funny, just like shooting away. But again, I was playing against Drogers, so Dragon Ogres. So every Have time you I noticed it any harder to summon with the new table? No, it's a lot easier. So you could get 15 Enrapturuses now? Uh, not because th- it's went up now, because it used to be six. It's 
for 10 i think now or 12 it's 12 but yeah that's what i mean like the the cost has gone up on the new table so i was just wondering if it's now because a lot of people were looking at the way that you were generating depravity and thinking right something's going to go out of control i'm just wondering if with the increased points cost if it's not went out of control and it's actually not too bad or it's, is it busted well, as long as your opponent has if your opponent has a multi-wounded unit it's 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 the favorite game of the day if not you have to then me target their heroes which again certain armies can block you from doing uh stormcast night haunt you know the ones that can sit in the sky for three or four turns or two to three turns that's a lot of tur like slanesh kind of want to have their free units on the board by turn three where they can start doing stuff with their new keeper or their new 30 demonettes uh i quite comfortably well, when I summon, I always just summon, and I end up summoning Vice Leader, more heralds and things like that, because I like the ability to then stack, not but not stack, but get more spell casts out of my army, because uh, obviously it was full realms when I was playing on the weekend. So, like, on turn two against uh, Andrew, I summoned uh, two Enrapturuses, two Vice Leaders, uh, just so obviously next turn that I would have the two vice leaders for more spells uh but the enrapturous is shooting attack you just kind of just pip away like three of them only killed one blood crusher but i'm like that's straight away three more depravity for me and then when they're all three of them the board that's six that's me got half another enrapturous right there someone I just, on uh, i just found jp's working it out for the enrapturuses so by turn three if you were to use your depravity points to summon more enrapturuses you would have uh 225 <laughs> depravity points but by turn four it's over a thousand and then by turn five you could get 13,000 depravity points <laughs> <laughs> that, that's without killing anything yeah it's that's absolutely what, nuts that's without doing it's anything it eats itself yeah they sold out after that math after that equation um they I'm sold out online sold out and in store <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah no, go on. Any final thoughts? Go on, hit us with a final thought. I definitely, I think the book has its own internal balance. It relies on actually playing the game. There's no 30 Eels army. There's no 27 <laughs> Skyfires. There's no, there's no feck. There, is, there isn't a feck build where you can just take two heroes and cheap shit, cheap rest of your army and summon the rest. Because you, you heard stole it here first. Liam says it's fine, so it's obviously busted. It's obviously <laughs> busted. Uh, but no, I, I, I think again, it relies on you playing the game with your opponent. That like, there's a lot of backwards and forwards actions. Obviously, you'll have control of combats uh, quite often if you have a keeper. But this is the whole thing that people have been talking about for ages. Take, just take a bit of shooting. The keeper take drops. a lot of shooting. The keeper drops. Well, no, actually, taking a lot of shooting would do you poorly because this army is actually this army can be quite fast and get across the board quite quickly. So you can yeah. just then lock in your shooting. And a lot of armies units that shoot can't fight. This is the problem. If your if your unit can do both, then you're fine. But a lot of the the units that shoot can't fight. Like that's why Skyfires were so dominant. And even to be honest, that's why Kernel Hunters are quite good because Skyfires might actually be all right. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Like, I could take three as an, an ally as well. I could take two units of free. Uh, I could take one unit of free as an ally if I really wanted to. Never mind, Just, never mind an ally. You could be a mercenary. 
Yeah, don't start on that. Don't not yet. There we go. Next year, course, generals are going to sell it again. That's next podcast news. Yeah. 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 Um, Let's keep at it. Let's. So we've got our. We've got that. We'll hear a little bit more when we talk about your game, uh, about your uh, the event. Mm -hmm. Um, So no, thanks for thanks for that. Um, I'm going to push us on though because we have got a heat a heat two to listen to an Aberdeen event and look forward towards. Uh, I've got Bobo in what a week and a bit, and then um, we've got Bobo. a Northern Invasion update. We've got a raft of questions. So yeah. nations as well. Holy moly! Let's press on. Right, <laughs> sorry, but we will come back. And I, yeah, I've got one or two questions here actually that that have been sent through. So when we come to questions, I'll in, I'll introduce those. Um, right then, heat two. Now I. I've been on radio silence the last couple of days. Um, I've been traveling about across the country, um, but I've intentionally, I'd, I'd been keeping pretty distant from from social media for the last couple of weeks because we don't get Avengers Endgame until, what, next Friday in Orkney, which is oh, really? two, two weeks You've or seen three weeks. I've seen it now, yeah, but I'd been staying off social media and then when I went down to Aberdeen for this event, um, I took the daughter and me and Arwen went and watched. Um, we went and watched it. So, but Batman what I felt, dies. yeah, Batman died. It was really sad. Um, but we, um, so I'd, it was easy for me to stay off for an extra couple of days, and the fact that I was travelling about. So, I stayed away from your results. I, I, I got one or two messages about. I was surprised how few messages I was getting on Messenger from you guys. So I assumed you might have had a drink on the Friday night. Um, so so before we go on to ours, do you want to talk us through? Because you set off quite early, didn't you, on the uh, Saturday? I remember the happy selfies. And then everything kind of went quiet. So what happened? <laughs> selfies, then carnage. That's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> so, so go on, who wants to introduce the weekend? How did you get there? Okay, cool. so we we drove down. Well, when I say we, Andy <clears throat> drove down. He he uh, offered, uh, had his dad's gigant, gigantic Volvo Beast that big C ninety, big C that weighs like three tons or something. And uh, but we we travelled down in style. It was nice leather seats inside, so it was plenty of room for for large war gamers like ourselves. There are other vehicles available. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by Volvo and Brewdog, but <laughs> not at the uh, same time, though. Drinking not at the same time. So we finally, uh, so they, they, Andy and Mike, Andy picked up Mike from the station, picked up me at my house, and we went and got Nathan, and then we tried to get fuel into the beast, and Andy struggled for about half an hour trying to get the damn <laughs> thing to close to a, a pump that was working. And then parked in the the, co- the, the bus stop at Asda <laughs> instead of a car parking space. Like the ter- That's how big the Volvo is. Yeah, it's huge. Oh, yeah. Turning circle like, of a, I don't know, a, like a, a lorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, anyway, so we, we travelled down in style. We got down there, I don't know, what, about four-ish? We got to the accommodation about four. So we're about half four getting to... Um, Warhammer World, I think, a little bit after four. Yeah, yep. So we just uh, parked the car there, took the, and yeah, we just went in, got some food and, and a beer, pretty much straight away, didn't we? So just yeah, out. there was it was busy. There was lots going on. There was 
usual Warmer World gaming hall, plenty of games of everything going on. Um, and JP was there in the middle of uh, playing your man. Oh yeah, he was playing James. I was a bit, I was a bit late getting there for James. I think he couldn't wait for me any longer. So uh, he, he took <laughs> he was uh, a second was, best. And he was on his second game of the day, I think, wasn't he? So. I think he played three games that day. Yeah, he played Mike Claire. I played Andy. And then after dinner, you played Andy. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a good couple of warm-up games. Uh, I think we had about three, four, five pints or something before we left. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good, good chilled, good chilled evening. I wasn't even that bothered to play and had some food and and I'm just like go on and just just give me a game. I'm like last the last time I played you at Warm World with your KO, it lasted <laughs> about one and a half turns. So, um, but we had a game and it was it was brilliant. It was actually a draw, um, which was a real. Uh, shock, but I think it was, it was your out first Warhammer draw, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a proper draw. Uh, we, we, we totaled it up, and th- we thought he'd beat me by twenty points because he, he went all in at the end with his hail mary and blasted off one of my units. And he's like, "I've got you by twenty points." And then he, I was like, "Ah, oh, you x x bleep bleep." Um, and then he went away and came back and says, "No, it's a draw." So I was happy with that. Anyway, so that was a good night. We 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 were there till. Um, pretty much closing time, almost ten o'clock, wasn't it? And then we yeah, just before we am- ten, we ambled back. Uh, we'd all had a game or two to practice, and we we, we went back and uh, carried on. Really, <laughs> just kind of chilled out in the room. I had one of the nicer rooms, as it turned out. So finished uh, my bottle of rum in the one night. Yeah, you had your <laughs> Andy. Andy took a bottle of gin, so we just started. We just sat down and talked shite for about three or four hours, basically. So. All a bit, a uh, uh, little bit drunk on the Friday night, but nothing too mental. Just, just in the in the room, so we weren't out doing gallivanting or anything. So Saturday morning rocks up, and we head down there for I don't know, just after nine, wasn't it? I think we got there for registration and everything. Well, I must be the lightweight in the party because just to preempt Saturday, I woke up at six after four hours sleep, feeling sick. <laughs> I had to go for a walk around the grounds to get a bit of fresh air. Because I just can't handle mixing my drinks, I don't think. But yeah, I felt like I was going to throw up in game one. I didn't even have an opponent. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, so we so we all we all just uh, mingling in Bugmans as you do before the heats. The you, you enter via the sort of bottom of Bugmans. You don't go in the normal big entrance at Warhammer World, so you you're straight into Bugmans to register. So everyone's sort of filling up in there. And you see all the usual faces arriving, and uh, plenty kind of, plenty kind of of the famous power gaming sorts are there. So you're, you know, it's quite quite a nice little buzz in the morning. Folk are chatting, saying hello, and everything. And, and eventually the, the doors swing open into the main gaming hall, and through you go. Um, and everything's up on the kind of big screen for what you you you. Well, it's for, the first round is just on your player number and then your table number, so you don't have an idea who you're playing until you. You wait for an opponent to step step around the other side of the table. Um, but like you say, Nathan, you were, you were waiting for a little bit, weren't you? Yeah, so I got to my table and uh, didn't have an opponent. Um, so after they'd done the, the announcement, everybody that didn't have an opponent to go to the front and they were just like, you play you, you play you, you play, and just kind of paired everybody off. Um, so I was a little bit late getting to start my game because... Before the announcement, everybody that had already went to their tables and got their opponents were setting up the table and starting to deploy and 
I hadn't done anything. I was just standing at my table waiting for someone. Yeah, so that was a that, that was a straight into it then, Stu. Just uh, straight into game one. So, did you get an opponent in the end? What happened? I did. Yeah, I got an opponent. A uh, nice guy called Phil. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know who I was meant to play, but in fact, I think uh, Steve Wren said that there was a couple of like people that didn't attempt to refund or they just didn't turn up on the day, which he was, was a bit surprised few, about, wasn't it? Was, it there was, about, was it 13 or something? You yeah, said? it was in the teens anyway. And the, and the, so they're quite good at giving you refunds late. Um, but obviously those folk, for whatever reason, didn't. But it was, uh, yeah, so Steve Wren's the new coordinator for the Oh, is events. he working over there now? Yeah, he's yeah. working for TW. So he's, because it was John Bracken last year, you know, the, the Irish guy, Northern, he's a Northern Irish, really fast-spoken yeah, yeah. guy. And he's obviously, you see him on Stormcast, the, he's now doing a sort of design job. Um, so they'd obviously advertised that one, and Steve went for it and got it. Um, so he's now part of the GW side of things. So it was good to say hello to him again. M- met him for a few years now. So um, he remembers the faces and said hello. He was very friendly. Um, and what they had done as well, which I don't think was the case at Heat 1, but they had done at the finals last last season, was put the A4 page on everyone's table for every player of, of the, all the all the battle plans for each round and the realmscapes and everything. So it was all pre-drawn and sensible and very useful to have um you know the reference from yeah. minute one of game one so so what was game one then so game total one conquest squiggly lane conquest my favorite mission total conquest realm of life with the seeds of hope um realmscape which here we go sorry i'm just I'm just chuckling at the updates on the messenger. Um, <laughs> a, a shout out there to Rich Hudspeth. Um, oh, hang on a minute. Sounds, sounds like you had a good one. He had a um, great Friday night. Can, can we just say... I, I, I've had a couple of drinks with Rich in the past, and um, there you go. <laughs> have you seen... The, just, I'm just going to... I've got BBC Sport here. Have you seen the score? I have, yeah. Is it still 3-0? No, it's 4-0. I can oh, imagine what? a certain I can, a certain Adam Turner going oh, absolutely oh, mental oh. right now if he's listening. Seven Chelsea dagger, please. Oh, <laughs> this is what we have to put up with. 4-0. What are they goodness, doing? Goodness me. Anyway. Wow. Anyway, there you go. There are other football teams. Um, we may have we, no we don't have in any, the morning. We don't Check. have any formal affiliation with, with this football team. No. Well, We'll see. It's not over yet. 11 minutes. Anyway, Rich Hudspeth, um, well done, sir. Um, you have a, a satellite navigation system built into your mind, it seems. Um, or at least your friends have a sixth sense for finding you by the sounds of it. I look forward to catching up at Northern Invasion. He's the best friends in the world, that man. Yeah. Oh, good bunch. Right then, sorry about that. So, squiggly line. Uh, what realm were you in? Realm of life. Seat of hope. Battleshock of a one. You yeah. heal any wounds, thing automatically pass. Yeah. Okay. So what did you what did you face first then? Um, I'll go first. So I I was uh, playing a chap called Kieran Allender from um, Angel kind of wargaming neck of the woods. Right. So he, so he knows uh, Dolano and all them. Um, and he was telling me so he had a Legion of Blood. He had the Court of New Lamia list, and he was telling me that he'd played Donal with it that week and Donald smashed him up with it or something so he said oh, I'll just take that it's nice and easy so he hadn't actually played with it much before 
Um, and obviously, the last time I played against anything like that was Nathan's uh, smashing me in in a practice game at Agom um, six months ago, whatever that was. So I uh, wasn't, wasn't too sure how it would go, but uh, he so he had two dragons. You know, one, one, one was ethereal. He had Neferata. He had the, the throne. <clears throat> and he had, I think, 10 skeletons, 10 skeletons, and 10 rasps, chain rasps. So uh, he was, yeah. So, I mean, we won't go blow by blow through the games, but he, I, I, I won this one and it went really, really well for me. I ended up killing everything, basically. Um, after uh, He slowed me down with his popping multiple Neferata command abilities, blah, blah, blah. So I was minuses to hit, but thankfully flares 2.0 don't really care too much about that. So, um, and certainly not, uh, <laughs> Terror Geist Maw doesn't care about that. So I, I chewed through lots of things and, you know, buffed up my flares and it was good. So it ended up tabling, taking everything off pretty much. Uh, well, I had to take everything off and I got the major one game one. So I was absolutely delighted because it took me Till day two last year to get my first uh, major win, so mm. I was off, off and running. Good stuff. And what about yourself, Nathan? Um, I was playing against a Nurgle army, so I saw a couple of big models and uh, on the table and thought I was up against thricefold befillment, but it wasn't. It was um, a great uncle one, Rotigus, and the third big model was the Glockin. Um, he then had some Chaos Warriors, some Blight Kings, big block of 30 Plague Bearers. Um, it was his first Age of Sigmar tournament. I believe the gentleman's name was Phil. I'm currently just looking for his list. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel, Feet Gaming or something. He's like predominantly World of Warcraft, but he does like some Lord of the Rings and uh, Warhammer stuff. But he's just getting into Age of Sigmar tournaments. Um, managed to get a pretty convincing major win. Uh, I think experience probably showed in the game. A um, couple of bad decisions by him. I actually could have lost the game, I think, at points. I summoned the Malevolent Maelstrom for the first time. I've had it in about five or six practice games now. Never got it off. And the one time I did get it off, it blew up and killed half my army. Um, late game I think it killed it wiped out one unit of thralls took another unit down to one killed a kneel in both units and finished off my soul render when I was trying to get bodies around like I'd done this really cool thing where you'd killed all the thralls in one unit down to one man spent a command point on that unit to save it and then all he had on the objective was his great unclean one and uh, Rotagus and Glockin so I ran my remaining thrall up the table to the objective and the soul render behind it. And then I regenerated three models into that unit to outscore them on the objective and mm-hmm. felt awesome about myself. I was like, yeah, that's a cool move. Starting off the big plays early and then my maelstrom blew up and killed all my models. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the points had already been scored. The play still worked. But yeah, no, it was a good game. Uh, convincing major win. But it was nice to, nice to meet you. He was a nice guy. Ah, oh, good stuff. Um, we'll maybe uh, just get a, a rundown from you on how Andy, Mike, and JP did at the end, rather than uh, yeah. go through them at this point. But okay, so that's game one. Are you feeling a bit healthier now after getting a little bit of Warhammer World Canteen in you? 
little bit. A little bit, yeah. I, I was starting to get a thumping sore head. I was, I was like, oh, schoolboy error. Didn't go, didn't go on tour with a box of Nurofen or paracetamol, but um, and try, try to stay off the beer as well as a kind of antidote. So I was just drinking uh, plenty of water and coke, <laughs> trying to trying try to get through it. But um, no, it was good. So g- game two came around. We were after lunch, uh, which was a nice greasy cheeseburger and chips. So that oh. kept things. Kept going nicely. Well, you always get a little bit of a choice, but the, yeah, I went, I went for the unhealthiest option I could. Um, I always do when I'm there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love eating get, get, get the carbs. Yes. Uh, so game two was places of arcane power in the realm of fire, mm-hmm. and I had the, the clouds of smoking steam feature, uh, which is the line of sight yep. blocking one from scenery. So, as you can imagine, Andy was delighted about that with his cable. Oh chaos. God, <laughs> he's laughing at him. <laughs> um, I'm sure, the kid <laughs> came out. <laughs> so, so I, what did you uh, have? So I was playing another death player, uh, a chap called Sam Freeman, who I hadn't hadn't met him before. I'm not sure where he was from. He's well, he was English, but I'm not exactly sure um, where he was from. It was quite getting quite loud in there. He was quite softly spoken, so it was kind of hard to to you know get the main details out of him. But um, you know, it's it. There was a hundred players there, so it's quite a. It's a very full hall, and you, you know, back to back. It's there's, there's not a lot of space, um. So it's obviously you're playing on the on the GW boards as well. So dice are quite noisy. So it's uh, uh, it all adds up. But he was a, he was a nice chap. He had a death list with no formation. Um. So he he had basically three blocks of forty skeletons, two necromancers, a white king, and. He, what else did he have? A couple of uh, two units of two Morgasts, which he kind of popped out from the as a surprise, you know, from the from the board edge. So I'm not sure what is uh, which legion he would have been, but uh, based on that, he had uh, you know I'm not an expert on the on the, the Nagash book, but there wasn't a formation in there, so there wasn't any mad stuff coming. He's basically just big box of skeletons. He could van hells up. Um, but for the, for this mission, obviously, he only had three soft, squishy heroes. So, he, yeah, I felt felt quite good going into it. Um, so my list is the, the I think I said it at the start. It was the Dead Watch list. So six, six, three flares uh, hero, and then the flare hero. I've then got two arch regents, and I've got the Ghoul King on Terror guys. So I'm quite strong in terms of heroes. You can all fight, and they can all. I've got the teleporting ability, which was always very. Which was actually really useful in game one. I didn't, didn't mention that, but it basically kind of won me the game. Um, is that Lord some... of the Burning Skies or something? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, got, I, I can generate a lot of command points, and I had a, had a little store of them. Uh, and in game one, I, I teleported a unit of six flares out the back, and then I thought, well, I can just do this again and give them a bit of support. So I teleported the Varg, who had summoned, who was the free summoning, <laughs> miles away, and he went over with them and helped. Well, it failed actually. The, the whole idea was to get a charge in with a command point reroll, you know, um, which I failed anyway. So, but I was, you know, I was starting to remember to use this because it's quite a good ability. So this is obviously very useful in this mission as well. But him not having a formation, I'm only four drops. So I was going first, so that's, you know that's great for me. I can, I can move up. I can, I can get into place quickly, and um, that's. Basically, what happened? He he didn't score till very late on. I I could get into position. I was uh, a little bit worried about the skeletons. Um, he didn't seem to get Van Hells going though. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he positioned his lines very well. 
he kind of had one block going for each each objective with a with a hero kind of embedded in them. So he was he almost blocked himself off as well from being able to kind of get on them. But the, even if he had got on them, I'd have just feasted on them. They're, they're quite soft, squishy characters. So, uh, but the highlight of this was the the dragon, which was it's great fun. Now I love using it. It's not quite as nasty as a Grisogor one, but it's still extremely nasty. Um, got got into the block of skeletons and basically took them off with, obviously, with, I'm doing my Feeding Frenzy times two attacks, or, well, fighting again, basically. Took yeah, off the force. Yeah, sorry? They started as Zombie Dragon, sorry. Terrorgeist, Terrorgeist, Gruesome Bite, so rerolling the failed maw attacks. Um, and, yeah, so that, that's, that's basically it. They Jump. Took off the 40 skeletons with Battleshock. He was a gravesite not too far away. Uh, he he summoned them back, obviously, with a command point and charged them in in a later turn. And my general feasted on them again and <laughs> took them off again. So. Oh, man. That's <laughs> pretty brutal. pretty worrying if you can just eat 40 skeletons, like, in a round. I know. Well, I think, actually, he was, he was a little bit helped with some flares in the second lot, but yeah. he was wounded down. But th- that was... a. Uh, uh, I'm just flicking through my notes here, so I'd actually, yeah, so I got priority turns one and two, so that was kind of pretty crucial there. So I was up, was it one point, four point, seven points? He didn't score till turn four, um, but which you know, which which point is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So another another major win for me. So that's me on two and zero. Oh, whenever this point, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm absolutely delighted. Yeah, and that, at that point, the the people who wrote the book are starting to get worried that they might, it might not be a hundred percent balanced. <laughs> well, that was the comments I was <laughs> when getting. you're hundred yeah. percent on a on Beck at a national tournament. So, what about yeah. yourself, Nathan? What did you have second? Uh, second, I played the most loveliest of gents, a guy called Sam Ryman. Um, I didn't think he was a gent initially though, because he was playing Skaven, and it was a hero mission, so I was uh, I was pretty worried. Um, so he had the Skaven Claw Lord, the Warp Seer, with the Suspicious Stone, so it's the four up, four up, five up, five up nonsense <laughs> on the that hero, on a hero mission, yay. Uh, then he had a Warlock Bombardier, thank all, 40 clan rats, 40 clan rats, 20... And that was 40 clan rats, 40 clan rats, then 20 storm vermin for his third battle line, and a warp lightning cannon. So it was uh, kind of interesting. Uh, oh, you had the hell pit abomination as well. It was an interesting scaven list because it didn't have the warp lightning vortex, so it meant I didn't need to go first. Um, normally, my main strategy against uh, scaven is go first before they can get any sort of battle shock immunity and stuff off if they don't have the bells or the furnaces and before they can get that warp lightning vortex down to stop me running and stop me flying and stuff. Because he didn't have it, it meant that I could let him go first and take advantage of him wanting to move on to objectives to score them and start taking out heroes, which is exactly what he did. So he moved forward and managed to get a good offensive charge off on Thanquil and take Thanquil off. Um, then in his turn... He tried to counter my move by throwing the help at Abomination into some of my eels. Rolled a double one on Fluffy's move, so she wasn't going anywhere. And then she got taken off. And then the most glorious thing happened ever. I got blades of uh, Infernal Blades off on a unit of nine eels who were blocking off a channel between two buildings. I'd uh, turned Fly off and uh, he couldn't get his heroes 
over my models. Like he doesn't fly anyway, but I just like put the models between two big bits of scenery in my boats, and he couldn't get to my heroes, so he decided to charge my eels. And uh, with Infernal Blades and the eels, all their weapons doing two damage or D3 plus one damage, managed to kill the heroes that charged into him. So managed to win that game pretty convincingly. Um, there was a pretty cool moment where he ran his Warlock Bombardier forward onto the middle objective, like playing for a sort of long shot of uh, snipe one of my heroes, then maybe win a double turn and get another one off and then maybe make a game of it. But he overcharged the rocket, rolled a one, and then killed himself. Oh no! <laughs> so I've got a I've got a picture of the the little rat standing on top of the objective, looking all glorious, and then his master uh, crying in pain after he's blown himself <laughs> up. So uh, no, it was a really good game. He was a lovely lad. Uh, bought us a couple of beers, got him a beer. I was drinking early on Saturday. I think that's what made me feel better. But here yeah. the dog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good game. Good stuff. So, so there you go, and then, and then you go into. It starts quite late for those that don't know. On a heat, it's is it ten o'clock for the first game starting? Uh, half get, ten, half ten till half one. ten, and, and then, then you get an hour's lunch. Yeah, and then you've got two till half four. And then you probably get another half hour. Then do you? So then is it five yeah. till seven thirty? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 So because they used to day. give you dinner, they used to give you dinner as well when I used to go to the old ones before AOS hit. All right. Um, so you'd go in, um, the bar would be open for breakfast and you'd get some um, some massive uh, ogre breakfast or something. Then at lunchtime, they'd hit you with that. And then between the second and third game, you'd, you'd go back through to the canteen and get dinner as well. Um, and they did that on uh, just the Saturday. On the Sunday, you only got lunch. Um, but that's... That's uh, no longer the case. So you have to go through right through till by the time you get out, it's quite late, really, isn't it? But what were you going into then? Um, wishing you were being given a steak, steak and chips or whatever it was. What were you? Uh, what was game three? So game three is focal points in the realm of light, um, with uh, dazzling glow realmscape. So minus one to hit from attacks that target the units that are in cover. Have to say, oh, after, sorry, I, can I, I just sorry. Um, I, and I know this won't be appreciated by the other two, but uh, Liverpool have just won four 0 Yeah, incredible! That is ridiculous. <laughs> so they're in they're in the final. So I have colleagues at work and and friends in the the scene that will be very happy about that. But anyway, there you go. Sorry. So yeah, Realm of Light, um, which for me was was very important for this game and uh, gave me a chance because I was playing JP. And his oh, shining no. crystal gore list. <laughs> oh no! So was JP on two wins as well then? At that point, I he was on it. two wins. So we were up on table. What were we on? Like eight or something? I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, right up near the front. We're most You're unusual. Flying high, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit too close to the sun. This was Realm of Light, so it gives me a chance. Um, I've got starting with. Uh, if if turn one goes the start of turn one goes right, I get four command points. So this is kind of key for this. I'm I'm less drops than JP. His list obviously has his, his uh, hashtag corpse cart meta. Oh yeah, <laughs> in there. So he's he's got his two dragons. Well, one one terror guys, one zombie dragon with ghoul kings. He's got his ghoul patrol, his corpse cart, and that's it. Oh, a couple of arch regents. So we both had two arch regents because so, we're using the summoning crutch. Uh, but I was out dropping him, so I was going first. Um, he 
he kind of lined up with his Terrorgeist on one kind of side, his Archregents at the back, his Zombie Dragon sort of in the middle, and some of the ghouls were on, but with the ghoul patrol they can come on kind of an end of turn one movement phase. Uh, so he kept them off. I I had to make the priority was the Terrorgeist, uh, probably slightly ahead of the Dragon, I think it's nastier, just. I mean, they're both nasty, obviously, they can both... Uh, double fight but the general's the, the terror guy so I had to try and deal with him quickly so I just lined up to uh, attack that basically uh, and I've got lots of movement I'm, I'm movement 14 uh, it, it's it's perfectly doable turn one charge plus I can, I've got extra spell to, to I've got the deranged transformation spell to boost my flares movement um, obviously the spectral hosts were running charge so Trying to get all this all this clicking off with with command points as well. So I I, I took turn one, launched my dragon. Um, actually, I think I ended up teleporting the dragon. Did I get uh, anyway? The dragon was a, a nine inch charge. I think he was. I must teleport him, because um, JP kind of kept his one back a bit later than mine. The flares were just a straight run in charge. Uh, sorry, I, I didn't get special host off, so that was the first thing that failed. But the flares got right up close so that they were a short charge unit of six. They were buffed on. I think plus two attacks, maybe even plus three. Can't remember from the Arch Regent. Um, but crucially, I failed the charge with the dragon on a reroll as well. I think I think I popped a command. I had to pop a command point on that. Failed it again. I got I got neither back from the the brooch that I had in the list to again recycle a command point. So I was down a little bit. The flares got in, um, but I had to spend one on speed of light. To whatever it's called to go first, because otherwise he just destroyed them. Light of battle, I think it's called, or something. whatever it's called. The 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 fights first to realm of light command ability. So I had to spend, I had to spend it on that. So I didn't have frenzy on the flares, um, which was important. Uh, you know, had I got two of those in, um, yeah, I would have killed that dragon turn one. But it, I think I got him down to two wounds, and he went he went twice and got my flares down to one flare left from the six on on two wounds. So it was an absolutely brutal kind of first combat. Uh, so the dragon got in and a bit, well, as is the case with JP's list I think he, he tends to lose the dragon a lot so I, I killed the dragon his his zombie dragon was coming in and sort of chewing up my other flares uh, I eventually got the zombie dragon as well because it was just on a on a mission um, and then we had, we had an epic combat in the middle uh, with an arch regent on arch regent in a piece of scenery which was never going to do anything <laughs> to like two cockroaches they never die particularly to each other. So uh, you do a couple of wounds, you heal it up next turn and it just goes on and on. So it was, it was more of a sort of comedy moment. It wasn't really doing any other, any other purpose. We, we just left it, kept it going. Um, uh, but JP's ghouls were coming on and he was a bit better at kind of racking up the points from the scoring. My flares had been kind of more focused on killing the dragons than, than scoring. My my ghouls had they're, they're one big unit of 20 um whereas he's got the kind of little units of 10 so he was doing some nice things with them the corpse cart was was, was doing its thing it was it was running around and it, it scored an objective as well so uh so, so, so jp ran out the winner in this one um but it was a really good game it actually went to turn five i think I, I, there was still a chance i'm just looking at my notes here uh maybe not maybe not that big a chance but it was it was uh I think I got priority in the first four turns, looking at my, my notes here as well. So that kind of helped things. So had it not been the Realm of Light, it would have been a much shorter game. So at least that gave it a, 
give it a chance, you know. And it was the first time I first time I played JP as well, believe it or not. So in the last two years. Um, is that because so he's all top tables and you're not so much? Uh, maybe maybe it's just sheer fluke. I don't know. <laughs> mm. Oh, well, probably, sounds, probably. Sounds like but a good it, run, and he is a good lad as well, isn't it? To play. Yeah, it was a good game. Good game last Saturday, so I had a had a couple of beers as well, you know, doing it. So it was a good laugh. Um, so yeah, enjoyed that one. But but back down to two and one. So but at the end of day one, absolutely delighted with that. Any any place where they do table service for beer is a good place, isn't it? Really, where yeah. you can stand there and play a game that you love, and somebody comes to you, and then takes your orders and then then within minutes brings you a nice cold beer to the table uh, well there, it, there wasn't that special. much table service but it was uh, oh. we, we, were, we were very very close to the bar was which... there not table service there was, was only a little that, bit i only, got, off, only got asked once or twice i think over the whole yeah, course yeah. of the weekend but oh. there was 102 people there so yeah. it was, oh, it's, it was no excuse. it's no excuse you need to hit them with a big tip early on and they'll be back at your table every 30 minutes without fail <laughs> there's my there's my word of Top wisdom. Tip. Yes. So Nathan, who yep. are you up against? I feel I've I can't find my notes. I've not got his name. I believe you played him round five, Scott. Oh yeah, this is the Nurgle cyst. What's this it? Ross Edwards. Ross Edwards. That's it. Um. Yeah. No. It was a uh, blight cyst. So four units of five blight kings, the heroes that go with that. Great unclean one, and then he had a unit of forty plague monks, uh, rounding out the filth. Um, deployed pretty aggressively, hoping to push him back, but he didn't deploy back. Uh, but I still had my strategy in mind of letting him go first. Uh, thankfully, he failed to cast Blades of Putrefaction because he got like a big, massive running charge off with the plague monks and got into a unit of eels and reavers. And I think he only killed one eel in the end, but he could have probably have done a lot more damage with that. And then I killed a couple of mon eels fighting back, but I was able to just uh, grind out the unit of forty monks, win turn two priority, and all but table them uh, just through sheer speed and offensive power uh, Blight Kings don't really hold up to a charge off of eels and uh, once those Plague Monks go down my list all of a sudden has a lot more bodies than his so uh, again the Soul Render was a game saver, a game changer um, was able to I think the only unit I lost was 10 Reavers I was able to prevent a unit of thralls dying. In fact, I lost the unit of thralls at the end of the game, but I was able to prevent the unit dying initially and then grow them back. So I done that quite a lot over the weekend using that Nermati Corpse Battalion and the Soul Render's regen ability. It's quite good. But yeah, I just racked up a lot of points quite early on and didn't give him enough bodies to to really compete for the mission. But no, he was a pleasant gentleman. Really, really nice. Uh, I think he's only just started going to Age of Sigmar tournaments now. He's part of the Cheltenham War Chiefs. He was promoting Sedge's new um, mag trays, the mini mag trays. Is that gave... Sedge? Is yeah, that, that's Sedge sedges? that's doing them. Yeah, they're uh... Sedge. Um, so he's friends with, uh, with is it Robert Sedron. He's friends with yeah, him. Yeah, um, yeah he, gave us, all, he gave us a couple. From this fair island. From this fair hmm. island. Oh, so he is. Yeah, I've seen that's him true. comment on your tweets. The mag trays are actually pretty sweet. 
I think well, I've been asked. Ask, I was asking some questions, to see if he was going to be at Bobo because I was going to try and get some. Yeah, um, but I didn't get a response. Well, but... if any of his club members are there, I think they've been there. They're giving them out. He was doing a deal over the weekend where if you do a, if you tweet a picture of them over the weekend, he was given a bit of a discount. So oh, cool. you know, maybe he'll do something similar for Bobo. But yeah, they're yeah. they're pretty cool. And uh, yeah, the guy was lovely. Um, I've, it was his Twitter that I got. He's uh, Papa Nargo Minis on Twitter. Uh, that gentleman that played it was he was really nice oh cool and that was a good end to the first day i was stoked to be on three nil and taking the pressure off at that point because i only really that's what you asked for uh, yeah yeah, i wanted i wanted wanted a three two and uh i wanted to get on stream uh, a bit more about that later do you want some context now that so i'm on two and one nathan's on three and oh yeah, some context on how our yeah, current come on, our compatriots on two no, eh, three J- no. on three no, and and our current Scottish captain and former Scottish captain had one win between the two of them. Yeah, Mike had won a game and Andy had lost all three. <laughs> Andy was a win three. <laughs> what had happened there then? What? Well, sum it up in three three key sentences for each player. Uh, so Andy, <laughs> that's uh, what I say to my kids. So they don't Can we use like French to give direct quotes? <laughs> yeah. Andy had gloom spite, and then Gav, I think, sure charge. And I don't know what his game. I can't remember his game three. So he was he wasn't coming up against the the one things you he know he was to play Feck and Skaven. Then yeah. <laughs> everybody else played them except him. Well, they're on was... the top tables. That's why exactly. he's, yeah. he's down at the <laughs> bottom <laughs> of the consciousness. <laughs> All right. And what about uh, what about our uh, our current captain? Well, to quote him directly, and excuse French, and turn your volumes down right now if you don't want any cursing. But uh, direct quote is, "I'm shit at Warhammer." <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Yeah. Now, to be fair to him, he had taken a, a list that he wasn't very practiced in, wasn't it? Wasn't it an experimental list he had? Yeah, he'd had like two games with it before the weekend. Well, that's no excuse then. Two games is enough. Yeah, I mean, we've spoke to people who've won tournaments with one game's practice. Yeah, from but him. he was also on zero and three this weekend. Oh, so <laughs> there must have been something in the water. A lot of lime down in Nottingham. Aye, that must be it. So there you go. What happened on the Saturday night then? Was it a quieter affair? A lot yeah, quieter. A lot quieter, yeah. We were all a bit tired and emotional from, from uh, Friday night and Saturday day. So we we didn't even stay that long. We had, we had some food in, in Bugman's, a couple of beers. And, um, I mean, it's always pretty quiet on a, on a Saturday night in Warhammer World. There's no, there wasn't even a pub quiz it's this year. Quiet. Yeah. yeah, there was a pub quiz last year, but it, was very, it wasn't even that busy last year. So I'm not surprised it was kind of canned. But there was still a few folk kicking about. There was the Just Play guys were knocking about with... Um, like the English guys, uh, what was his name? Rob Symes was knocking about and all there. They were all chatting together, but we were. Andy was Andy was wilting. He's, he was he was kind of spent and uh, we driven all day on yeah, Friday, and then late night. Youngster, he's a youngster. He should be filled with. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't we didn't stay too long. We were chatting to a couple of guys. Dan Dan Ryan was there also. You remember him from. Tempest, Sylvaneth player, Sylvaneth. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, one of Gary's mates. So he was, yeah. he was chatting to us. Um, 
He said he, he enjoys the podcast, so if we, we do have a listener somewhere, so that's good. Oh, that's good. Hello. Uh, <laughs> and he was also thoroughly enjoying his day one, having played, was it three games against Skaven? Certainly two. two. He played Skaven and Skaven. Two in Gristlegore, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then I he think was, he played uh, Skaven day two, game one as well. Yeah. I think he, he played nothing but Deck and Skaven until his last game. Yeah. So mm-hmm. He was... He was uh, down in the Andy's neck of the woods for uh, after three games as well. So it's already got to pump Andy on game five. Then no, so so okay. So it's a it's a quiet evening. So we took it easy. We, we we went and got a couple of beers from the the off license and just chilled again. Chilled out in the room. Had a had a had a wee chat, chat chatted nonsense for a bit, but nothing. No scandal, no craziness, no no late nights. for Six Nations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> brainstorming going on. From, Trying from to find. Is, is this when I started? This is when I started getting emails or messages saying uh, that you. I, I had to start on a new army. Oh no, that was after my game four. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, okay then. So the next day, you're you're bright and breezy because you've had a a light one. You're obviously got the the game face on now, having a one three, and um and and Scott's Scott's thinking he could go four and one here. So Scott's, Scott's skipping uh, into Warhammer World. Yeah, straight to the Forge World store, <laughs> filling his pockets with resin. <laughs> so so how what was game four then? Game four Star was Star Strike. Yep, Realm, Realm of Death, Death. and. Uh, I mean, these Ramscape features, I was terrible at remembering them. I think we didn't play a lot of them in the first I didn't play this game. one. This was the only one I forgot. Mm-hmm. On a six, you do Mortal Wounds to a unit or something. Yeah, we, we completely forgot this one. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, so much to take in. It was just a, such a big thing as well. Being, being at the heat, it's just a, a mind F. Uh, and and I'll, I'll summarise at the end as well. I've, I've Yeah, that's just me. I forgot a few other things as well, so... Um, anyway, I was playing uh, as we rocked up, and I was playing Chalmers game four from from Newcastle. So James Chalmers, nice. one of the warlords. He his... He'd been painting. He oh, did. He goes through so many aim- different armies. What was he painting for this he... one? Was it Skaven? So, yeah, so he painted the Skaven in under a week, I think, um, and it was a pretty tight metal list. You know, so there was at least I don't know. There was three units of. Clan rats in there, so I'm guessing about a hundred. Um, I don't have his list in front of me, but it, he had uh, he had the the warp seer. He had the the new warlock engineer. Um, he had a gray seer on foot. He had a bell with a gray seer on it. He had nine gazelles and a warp lightning cannon, and that was probably it. I think um, he had the pendulum as an endless spell and the vortex. So. You know, a proper tight list. So he was on two and one as well. I'm not sure what had beaten him. Maybe other Skaven, I'm not sure. But that was great. lost on stream to Deepkin. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was on stream, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't watched any of those properly yet. So. Was it live? Yeah. No, it was... Uh... No. Wargamer clubs. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, so he was he was doing well. It was great. Second time I played him, so this was good. Um, nice nice start to to a Sunday. So it was good. Good nice relaxed game. Good laugh. Um, and I was I was seeing, I was seeing the guys on Saturday because there, there was plenty of whinging about Skaven um, from various people. But I was I was like I, I really actually want to play them properly because I've not played a two thousand point game against them yet. And and even the kind of game at Twin Realms was only a 
a, a weird one, Kayla. So I hadn't seen what they can do, and I was actually kind of morbidly curious to um, to play them and see 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 what they could do. What, what's all the noise about? So, um, so his list was like nine or ten drops, something like that. So I was uh, again going first. Um, so I just launched everything at him. I did try and get in, and he 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 bunkered up quite near the right in the baseline, basically, and just put his obviously his, his juicy characters behind his clan rats. Um, and and the shooting was behind the clan rats too, obviously. So he'd he he sensed what was coming from me. So I I just launched at him and uh, didn't get my spells off again to get my my run in charge. I didn't. I think I used a command point to get again teleport close, having not been able to move that close, and but I failed on my charges uh, turn one. So I didn't get anything in turn one, um, which would have really helped. <laughs> Could have start the killing quicker and, and chew through those rats uh, and, and really pin them in place a lot more. Um, uh, so his turn one, of course, out comes the, the thing that everyone talks about is the vortex. So I, 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 I'd not seen this in action before, but he knew what he was doing with it. He, he didn't have the shackles as well, so he just had the vortex. Um, but he, 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 he pinned my... Not, well, not pinned, but they were, the, the, the units of flares were, were reasonably close to each other and the, and the dragon slightly behind them, so he, he dropped them all little triangle in the kind of midst of all them so they they were all taking some wounds and he was rolling pretty well for them he, he didn't really get very many of the d3 going off or is it d6 wherever you get where you get the six d6 uh, yeah. d6 he didn't roll any sixes but he was getting consistently the the d3 and it let me just check my notes here i think he got i think he got turn two which meant i was getting kind of two turns of it but um yeah yeah he did he got turn two priority so i was he, he kind of ripped the heart out of me a little bit and got the Got the flares kind of whittled down, um, wounded the general, uh, and then he, he kind of got a bit greedy. There was a there was a no hole he positioned kind of mid board on the left hand on on the on one side, and one in his, or there was two in his his little bunker. So he he thought, I wonder if the if I'll send the the warp seer in, and he was obviously the warp seers like you see earlier Nathan it had that um, what do you call it the something stone, the, the one that gives you the extra five oh, up. the suspicious stone. Yeah. Suspicious stone, yeah. So it's got the usual fairly unkillable build. And I was I was saying, oh, do you think, do you, think you can take it? Um, and he's like, yeah, I think I, I played one the other day and it, and it only did like two wounds to me, talking about Terrorgeist. I was like, all right, okay, well, let's, if you want to go for it, let's just see then. So he went for it, he, got his, he rolled a nine for his charge, so he got it in. Um, but he, the, my general, I can't remember how many wounds it had. It wasn't full wounds, it was, you know, it was maybe like, I don't know, half wounds or less, but he only did like two wounds to it with, on the charge. So I was like, oh, okay, that's good. So I rolled my dice and uh, frenzied up and just took him off <laughs> with some wounds to spare. I, I must have rolled pretty well and he must have rolled poorly, you know, for all those saves. But he, the, the general one shot the, the warps here, which is pretty cool. Um, oh, bit of noise there. Um, and then, yeah, it, it, it kind of swung back to me a little bit. I, I got out of the vortex because it's a little stops you flying. My guys move really quick, so I could just kind of sneak out of them. Um, got into his lines, started chewing up the rats. The, the general got into the one side and was uh, attacked the warp lightning cannon with its three inch bite. So that was that took that off. But the, the, the real stars, I think, for his list were the Gisales. They were they were absolutely brutal. So they they were again whittling things down, um, but it was a really good game. That this one went to turn five, and and before ever anyone says anything, this was the fourth game. This was this was me getting twenty turns in four games, completely 
without any issue. And uh, it was actually in the balance until turn five. Had, had I survived, albeit what was unlikely, um, shooting phase of you know Giselle's attacking my one of my arch regents, uh, I would have actually won it if he if he'd survived. So it was it was actually a really close game, um, albeit always in his favour. But I was always in it, so it was a really nice game. I, I've got nothing bad to say against this game in list, having played it once. <laughs> But it, it was it was great. It was he, he got one of my best game votes. It was a it was a cracking game. But unfortunately, I went down. So this this was back to me. This is me on more familiar territory. Two and two now after four games. But uh, having fun. Oh, well, we'll wait till you've played uh, some plague monks then. <laughs> well, game five I did a little bit, but <laughs> not 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 total souped up plague monks. Um, don't know where the don't know where the feedback is coming from, but there is certainly some fuzziness. It's coming mm. from Liam. It's, his mic showing his like lit, uh, lit up on Skype. Ah, right. Have you stopped oh. it, Liam? I was on silent. That's what I'm on. It's showing <laughs> your your uh, exalted keeper of secrets keeps lighting up. <laughs> I don't know, we'll see. We'll call you if you you start messing it up again. Oh, no. I'll try. I'll try and I'll try and delete this bit. But if I don't make it, ah, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm lazy. So that's uh, your game four. So, Mister Mister What's on? What's on? What was on first game? Yeah. So um, we got the draw when we were on our way into the venue. Somebody put it up on Twitter. And I was playing a familiar name, uh, Andy Hughes. Couldn't put a face to the name, but I definitely recognised the name. He'd, he'd played at Masters and he played for Wales Six Nations last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, so I'd known he'd played Fire Slayers before, but I knew there wasn't many Fire Slayers there. So I was pretty sure I was going into either Flesh Ear Court, Skaven, or Fet, uh, Blades of Corn, because they were all up the top tables before we left. And then when I got there, uh, was greeted by Martin Morin asking if I wanted to play on Warhammer TV. Oh, and he's I was been like, listening to you. He's been listening to dreams. <laughs> I was like, like yeah. Well, yeah, I think the initial plan had been for JP and Les Martin, but something had happened there and they didn't want to play on stream or something. So uh, we were on the table that was going to be next to JP and Les. And yeah, I was jumping at the chance. I was like, yep, definitely. Let me on. I'll do it. Uh, saw inside his box, he had Grim Gas Reapers and I saw an Arcan and I was like, right, okay. Maybe going to get a win on stream as well. <laughs> and then when he started unpacking it, saw Neferata as well. And I was like, right, some minus one to hit. And then I saw his list, Aether Quartz Brooch, 1850 points. So I knew that I was not going to be hitting anything at all for the entire game. So I was pretty certain, given the mission, uh, no way for me to score turn one before he floods the table. I was pretty sure I was going to lose. And then I think being on stream and everything all was a bit much for me. Made a out of character sort of stupid mistake turn one um normally i either go all in with all 18 eels or not at all and uh put half my army into his army expecting to maybe get through and kill some like maybe wipe out a unit while blocking a gravesite or something but i just i ended up killing five uh hounds and then over 
by the end of his turn one, I'd lost a full unit of nine eels before we even had objectives on the table. Oh. And he was rolling pretty hot to get his command points back, so I was always going to be at least minus two to hit the way that his, uh, his command points were, because I think at this point, he, going into turn two, he would have been on five command points. Um, so just taking into account the extra command point he gets back and him getting one in every three back, he would he would always be minus two to hit. So I, I knew that I didn't have the army to beat it, so um thought I would uh, cut my losses and give him turn two into high tide, thinking at least if he does get into me, I can defend it a little bit. But nah, he just uh, overwhelmed me, started getting on the objectives, and then to add insult to injury, he managed to get a full... Um, Arcan's spell. What's it called? Curse of Years. Curse oh yeah. Off a full unit of eels. I'd like, well, I'd like six six eels left on his back objective in turn three, and uh, he only got two sixes, and then he he got one five, and then he got the five all the way down to the one and wiped the unit out. Uh, but I had a massive smile on my face the whole way through the game. I was just happy to get on TV. And I was happy that something as amazing as that had happened while I was on TV as well, the curse of years off the, the six eels. Um, but no, it was really good. Um, it was a great experience to get on the, the stream as well. Andy was a, he was a gent as well. He was a nice guy. And Martin Morin came up and was like, uh, what was he said? He was like, what were you doing? He's like, you've got a hammer. You should be looking for a nail, not, not another hammer or something. When I threw my, my eels into his uh, grim guests. But no, it was it was really good, and I was uh, talking to the guy that runs the stream, telling them that they need to come up to Scotland and maybe see our events and see our scene. They seemed they seemed interested and were asking a little bit about it. Uh, Raphael, I think his name is the guy that runs the stream. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good. I've thoroughly enjoyed my experience. Though brief did you it get was. any dice? Did you get any well, dice? So they've ran out of dice. So what I have oh. to do is I have to email them. Chalmers said that he'd email them as well. So I think they only had like 26 or 27 of the Warhammer dice left. So there was moments where, like with Grim Guests making their attacks and Reavers shooting their bows, we were allowed to use our own dice um, and just roll them on the table. And we just used the Warhammer dice for the, the sort of smaller things. Okay. So I got I got um, an email address off them. I just need to email them and ask them to send me some, and they will when they get them back in stock. So have you had a chance to go back and watch it, or are you gonna, or are you? Yeah, I, what I did is I watched it up to the point I was winning six two, and then I just turned it off. We'll just uh, <laughs> we'll just leave that. At well, that. That, that's your <laughs> ending. That's the Phoebe style happy ending. We'll just well, that's the bit that's going to be yeah. screenshotted and put in a put in a frame up on the wall. Uh, but no, no, I was, I've, wa- I've watched it back um, and I've spoke to James Tinsdale a bit about it and talked in the chat. I spoke to him after the game and he was asking how I got on and uh, he agreed it was a, a hard matchup. Um, I think... Hardest for your list. Yeah, I think on that mission, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that it's unwinnable because I think that there's always ways to... It's a game of Warhammer after all, it's a dice game, anything can happen, there's luck involved and stuff, but... I really think that you'd be playing for some wild, like we're talking about him spending all his command points, getting no points back from the Aether Quartz brooch, um, not playing well and stuff, which he's not going to do. He's obviously a really good player. Not getting his magic off. Not yeah. Because there was a couple of charges he did that were like eights. 
Yeah, he got some big charges. Ivan and twelves and he had cogs off as well. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was uh, it was a good experience nonetheless, and I'd, I'd uh, be jumping at the chance to do it again. And I would encourage anybody that's asked to to do it as well because it didn't feel any different from any other game. The only difference was the the guy who takes care of the the sort of cinematics and stuff on this the stream, not the commentators, the guy whose name's Raphael, can't remember his last name. He stands there with his phone and asks you some questions and sends messages to Martin Warren and Wade Price, oh, is it? Right. It just yeah. kind of gives them a bit of information about it. But it was very it wasn't not it wasn't unintrusive or anything. As soon as we'd set up our armies, uh, we just went to the bar and got a drink and went back. So we weren't being hurried along or anything. We were allowed to just go at our own pace and uh, oh, it, it was no it was no different from any other game other than the fact you had a sideboard, which was pretty cool as well, because all the other tables don't. Yeah. So yeah, definitely do it if you get the chance. Well you have to be up near the top tables for that, so Or a table and, one, okay. Lucky table. Well, I think I was table well, I was I was in the top ten tables. You were table six, I saw. Yeah. No, oh well, I, you never know. Next time. So yep. There you go. There's four. So you've 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 had the knock, but you've still got your three, and so you've had your joy of that. And then you're uh, you have a, a hearty lunch. Did you? Have, was there steak? There's normally steak on Sunday. They did have a beef stew, oh, and no, they no, had... that's not steak. Well, they <laughs> no, had a steak, steak pie. I had steak pie, which was quite nice. Okay. They had roast potatoes and cauliflower and sweet yeah, yeah. No, it not, kind of, it yeah. It sounds too healthy that. But oh, anyway, you... sponge pudding and custard as well. Ah, that's so... good. So you get a good feed and then yep. you're back at it for the final game. Um and how going into the final game were our compatriots? So uh Andy was one uh, four. One four. <laughs> oh, one four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh and playing on the bottom table. Oh jeez! Against the standard <laughs> player who did, pulled out of the shop to give him a good day, a good game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Mike was uh, he was two one and two. four. What? Sorry, was he two and two at that point? Yeah. No. No. No, Can't I don't know if he was. I think oh, he maybe lose his game. No, again. I think he was. I think he was one and three. Yeah. I think he was one and three. So I was. I was still on more wins than both of them combined. I think this was where the I think this was where the famous quote came from. Ian from Just Play <laughs> tweeted that he was the judge that weekend, which just to touch on for a moment was really good having somebody there for rules yeah. disputes because I had one while I was on stream and they just went and got the judge straight away. So right. it was really really good. He was uh, passing out some rulings and he, in the end he didn't rule on our game. Martin Morin did, but um, yeah, no, there was it was good having people on hand. What was your ruling for? I didn't actually notice it on the stream. Then. All right, okay. Well, just to be quick, it was um, whether or not the spell that makes a unit ignore spell effects would make the unit he cast on ignore the spell effect I'd cast on my eels to make them minus one to hit. And it was ruled that it wouldn't. So it's only spell effects that target the unit. Yeah, I saw, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, so game five. GP was 4-0. He beat Les oh, Martin. No. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's the other thing. Yeah, so he was a uh, flying JP's flag. A beast. Yeah, 
and that went yeah. that that went to full time that game as well. That was because we we actually ended up just for lunch, start yeah. lunch, yeah, and they were still hard at it. So it was obviously a tight game, but but what? Well, yeah, JP was flying, and he'd taken the gristle gore as you'd said, hadn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was a, there was there was quite a few of them knocking about the top tables as, as you'd expect. Yeah. Okay, so after lunch, what do you have then, Scott? So, game five, Border War in the Realm of Shadow with the uh, Realmscape of Nothing, which is good, nothing to forget. Um, and I had, as Nathan was talking earlier, that guy uh, from Cheltenham, Ross Edwards, who was playing Nurgle. So I was like, oh, I really like Nurgle, so this this should be good. Um, and yeah, his list was the Blight Cest, so he'd three or four units of Blight Kings, can't remember how many it was now. Um, he had the Harbringer in there, and the Lord of Blights, and he had the 40 Plague Monks, great and clean one. And Sorcerer as well. Yeah, Sorcerer. Um, oh, that's right, yeah, he was in there. Uh, he was four drops as well. He was he was four drops. He won the roll off to go first. Um, uh, I deployed a little bit aggressively, um, which was a Maybe a mistake. Um, I was up. I was up on my line with my flares, and you know, just right, ready to go. He was up on his line with his plague monks and blight kings to an extent, but it was it was all the plague monks he was going to launch at me um, and dead. So they're pretty quick, especially with the tree in the middle and then being Nurgle. He didn't get blades off again, like against same as you, Nathan. He didn't yeah. get it off, so that was probably fairly crucial. Um, but he did get in to me. I, I, I'm not sure if had I been more defensive, if he'd got in. I, I, I can't remember the, the measurements on it. And it was, maybe it was a mistake of mine to be so aggressive. I'm not sure. But but obviously really quick um, with the tree. So he got them in and off they went. He was he was attacking the dragon. He was attacking and then two units of flares. So he was quite wide, um, which did mean also I, I got quite a lot back into him because um, he did... He didn't kill a lot of mine off the bat. I was rolling pretty well for saves and whatnot. Um, he wasn't getting a lot of mortal wounds off when I was attacking him either. So the plague, mon- plague monks basically bounced. Um, they did get the dragon down again to, to, to I think, three or four wounds, um, which was annoying. Um, and once I got rid of the plague monks, um, I teleported the dragon uh, straight towards the back objective. He'd left it fairly bare that the Blake Kings had kind of fanned out and gone to different, you know, the forward object. He'd one coming through the middle with a great and clean one. He had one, two got up the wings and he'd one at the back um, along with his sorcerer. So I teleported the, the dragon nine inches away and summoned 20 ghouls there as well. Um, in the meantime, the flares were, were, were going off for the wings and I had the kind of arch regents and a, and a bunch of flares. Uh, I think it was the, the remains of a six kind of only three by this point, I think, kind of defending mine. So it was it was looking still game on. Um, and had I got in, I think that turn, that was I think I failed that charge. Uh, let me check my notes here. But he'd, yeah, he won turn two priority on that one as well. So I guess that's kind of crucial turn sometimes. But I think I failed. No, I got, I got, <clears throat> I got a dragon in um, and it is eight a sorcerer, but didn't score the objective because the ghouls failed their charge as well. So I didn't get the sweet spot quickly. Um, and 
thereafter, I, I then kind of so I had a couple of beers. You know, not not driving on a Sunday was 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 it was awesome. Um, it was it was great because <laughs> I got to kind of and I wasn't drunk, but I was having a couple of couple of beers in the last game, and you know there was it was end of a long weekend, so it was all it was all good. Uh, but I did make a couple of big mistakes in it because it was it was and probably crucial. Um, I haven't done the maths on the kind of turn scoring, but there was a point <laughs> I was I had gone past my movement phase, and I had so I had my three summoned flares and a varg on my right hand side, so attacking f- five Blight kings who were who were scoring that objective. But he'd come out to me. Uh, obviously, I was you know six inches from the board edge, so he'd left the objective behind, and. I could have just retreated over him onto the objective and scored it, um, but kind of lost focus. And I'd I'd been pretty good at it all weekend. I've been playing the mission. I've been remembering, you know, and that, that, that's why I won the first two games and uh, run it close to the next two games. But by game five, the, the brain was a bit tired and and uh, aging and just not doing great things. So, and I, <laughs> I think I said it out loud. It was like I was staring at it for a second, and I just said, "I am a fucking idiot." And he goes, yep, you are. <laughs> um, so that was me not scoring that. And then I did it again with the other unit. So he'd, he'd sent his uh, great and clean one out to just try to annoy them and and sucker me in. And, and sucker me in he did. Because uh, at that point I could have retreated them over onto the uh, the rear objective and, and threatened and scored that as well. So um, at two points I could have I could have scored some more, some more points and denied him. So, you know... It was it was definitely crucial, um, but the highlight of that, after failing to, to realise what I was going to do, I did scream off the great and clean one who was who was down on, on two or one or two wounds. I was on one wound and I, and I screamed him off with a, with a bunch of flares, or double six for the scream. So that was that was quite satisfying by that point. Um, but then it was it was too late. I'd, I'd made my mistakes. He'd he'd got into my back one as well, and I'd it's it's a it's a, it's a nasty little list actually. I really quite liked it. It was, you know, the plague monks for the kind of alpha threat, and you know they could do mad things. Uh, maybe not as bad as in Skaven, I don't know, but uh, in the Nurgle list, you know, they're quick and they they can still put out the punch. And he's got the Blight Kings coming in, and he's and he's and with with the buffs from the Harbringer and the and the Blight uh, Lord of, Lord of Blights and everything, they're they're pretty nasty. Um, and get, getting the rend as well in there is for Blight Kings is really is really nice. So I was kind of looking at it going, ooh, quite like this list. Um, you know, it's got some teeth. He was so he, he he ended up on three and two, and I was on I was on two and three. So it was a nice for, for his being his first tournament. You know, that's what he told me as well. Um, obviously, he plays a bit. He knew the rules. He wasn't a, a noob. Yeah, he was a quick he, player. He was yeah. a smart player as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew what he was doing. Um, he had his plan, and like you'd said on day one, he uh, he said, oh, I've, "I've got the play monks here. Do you mind if I roll my dice and tell you?" To tell you what happens after I've done it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's fine. Just get on. Just, just do it. It's fine." Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't worried about him cheating or anything, you know. But clearly, the the, the plague monk scroll is quite a complicated beast. Sounds like he needs a dice app place to. Well, he was actually pretty quick <laughs> he with was. that unit, to be honest. Like yes, he was, he he did all right. Um, I think it's different if you've got multiple units of them and you've got death frenzy often it's happening multiple times inside of a turn but when it's just one activation quick and clean fair enough yeah yeah, yeah. so nurgle played monks maybe aren't quite as bad but um no really good game 
and uh, nice guy. I, I made some mistakes towards the end, but that, that shouldn't take away from his play. He he played it right. Um, he, he played nice and tight, but it was it was good. But I was I was gutted to have started with two wins and and then go three losses again, like I did it bloody folly old world. <laughs> um, so that's that's the take home thing. But the, the the main thing, and I was thinking about it on the way up on the road, is like I, I I forgot, still forgot quite a lot of things. Um, like Dead Watch, it's amazing with all the rest of the of the <laughs> effect stuff now. It, it it just took took my mind completely off. I remember it a couple of times. It doesn't always come into play now. You know the being in combat in your hero phase and not having killed something previously is it's not that common, not as common as it used to be. Um, but it's I'm, I'm confident I still missed a few of them. Um, the Eye of Hish artifact on blister skin. I definitely forgot that play in Chalmers, and that would have been crucial in saving some more wounds on the general. What does that uh, do, sorry? It's minus one to hit. Holy within six. The the Eye of Hish, Liam? No, the formation. Are you fighting your hero phase? The flares? So rather than feeding frenzy if they charged you, saving your command point, when you better just wait, and if you know you've then got the next hero phase to just save it. Yeah, uh, well, you can't frenzy the, the, the dead watch either. But so you're fighting once in the hero phase. Um, no, but I mean, if they've charged you turn one, like what that guy did with his plague monks, you could then instead of feeding frenzy on that on that turn that he's charged you. Yeah. You could wait then... for your hero phase to then. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I did. I think I did remember it turn one that game. Um, so that means you get like a triple pile in technically that turn because you're gonna get the yeah. hero, phase, the normal combat phase, and then the feeding frenzy. Yeah, you just yeah, don't I mean, get to play enough at the moment to remember all no, your, that's that's all your rules. What, what, what I would do is make, make myself a little card that says Dead Watch on it, and also one that has the Eye of Hish thing on it, because you've got yeah. everything else from the you kind of... say yeah. that, Nathan, but I didn't even read half the scroll for my Death March when I played it. You know what I mean? I forgot the auto <laughs> a, a model on each unit. Yeah. Uh, no, I've I just do. made them for the last couple of events I've been at, and just one for the forest folk redeploy because I forget it so often. And yeah. at a key point where I need to make a nine-inch charge with a unit of 30 dryads, the amount of times I've pushed them through the woods and inevitably rolled a one so they can't do anything afterwards <laughs> when I could just use the free auto-deploy. And and honestly, I've, I'd forgotten it so many times that I've now made myself a little card and it sits in front of me and I turn it over when I use it. I put it right in front of me next to my dice. I don't forget my triumphs anymore. I've, no. I see the little uh, <laughs> objective marker that you gave us with the letter T on it for Tempest, Scott. Um, yep. When I roll my dice for my triumph, I then put that dice that I've rolled on top of my token that says T on it. And oh, I, nice, I nice. remember my triumph every time. But the most impressive thing, Scott, is that you this weekend played more turns than you've played in the last year. So, <laughs> it's standing true. ovation, round true. of applause. Yeah, five complete games. Yeah. So, well from, from your games, it sounds like Scott, you need to add cogs to your army because you seem to fail charges a lot. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, I was thinking about it. So, so uh, that, that's what Ross had in his Nurgle list was cogs as well as. That's why he was so quick as well. It was the cogs and the and the tree, but so the cogs was still there all game. It was I I, I used it. You know, it was great. It was. Uh, I'm saying like yeah, I'm movement fourteen and he's going sixteen. Like <laughs> oh yeah, sixteen. Um, what's what spectral holes cost on? It's a seven, isn't it? Uh, so it might be even be a six actually. But anyway, yeah. No, cogs is definitely an idea. Um, I, I had the stampede. It was it was fun. I got out in a couple of games. It 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 
we had it in JP's game. I think it killed more of my goals than his, but that was more just for a, we were having fun by that point. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it it it's it's droppable. I think I think for a more one dimensional list and just for focusing on what that does, Cogs is probably better. Yeah. Okay. Well, sounds like a good one. Um, what about yourself then for your last game, Nathan? Uh, so for my last game, I was a bit dejected to hear off of uh, Mike as I'm walking back from the stream table with my army that I'm playing Doc. I was like, oh, right, okay, well, I did say I wanted, uh, I did want a 3-2. Looks like I'm going <laughs> to be leaving with a 3-2. Um, I was playing a lovely uh, Chris Cave Senior. Um, you might recall the name from Six Nations. He played for Wales, and his son Chris Caves Junior uh, smashed me when we played Northern Ireland. Uh, he he's the the young fifteen year old that they had playing for their team last oh, year. Ah, that's the right. Young they prodigy had one playing for one team and one playing for the other, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was a, a his son impressed me. I did have a good long chat uh, with him during the game, and he was telling us how his son's getting on and stuff. And he's playing for Northern Ireland again this year. He's going to be there as well himself, but he's not playing. He's just there as the the sort of taxi for him. But um, last cheerleader. Yeah, I said we'll need to get an interview with him because it's a really cool like the both got the same name, father son going to tournaments, playing for different teams for Six Nation. Yeah, son, awesome. his son will be turning sixteen the week or two after Six Nations because I think it was you, you remembered Scott it was his birthday last yeah, year or something. Right. Yeah, but um, yeah, he was preparing for exams this week, so he couldn't make it down with his dad. So but, is that um, everyone having a whip round for a stripper then? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> Maybe a sheep. It's in Wales, isn't it? Oh, uh, like... <laughs> a sheep. It'll be a, it'll be an ungo. You can put a bit of makeup on it. <laughs> well, he, uh, he was telling us that he's he likes uh, Deepkin. Um, not sure how much he liked them after the game, though. Um, <laughs> so he deployed pretty aggressively, as I've found most Doris Cane players do, and I don't think it's any fault of their own. Uh, I think that Hagnar makes them pretty resilient and most armies will think twice about charging into them when they know how much damage they can kick back even before they get some buffs off and they're always going to get a 5 up save against wounds and mortal wounds but this uh, this Deepkin army that I'm playing can go before them can get across the table super fast and charge into them and does have the killing power to take them off. Like I played against uh, Lee, a practice game, a couple of months ago, maybe about a month ago. And in Realm of Light, I found even when he had his 5-up buff and he had Witchbrew for Battleshock Immune, I was able to kill 30 Witches in one unit and 27 in the other or something stupid like that, just with two units of heals. Um, so I knew that it could be done. Um he was expecting me to deploy in the in the sea, and then my last two drops were eels on the the twelve inch line right in front of his army, and I think he he saw what I was going to do, and then I took off the unit of snakes with one unit of eels, and then took off a unit of witches with the other unit of eels, scored nine points, and then he had to try and fight his way out of the sixty, uh, what's it, sixty eight wounds. No, seven, nine, 92 wins of or whatever of eels to just like fight his way through all the all the bodies and they just couldn't catch up on the score but we had a great laugh the whole way through the game and um, 
he, we went to the bar afterwards and he was sitting with us when we were sitting down with uh, like Laurie and Steve Curtis and stuff talking about our games over the weekend um, but yeah he was a gent and I was ecstatic to get a 4-1 after the weekend I was really happy especially in that meta I, I got to dodge a couple of the big names the one that I did meet on stream absolutely kicked my teeth to the curb but um, no it was good it was good getting to play in that environment you know teeth to the curb means there we go <laughs> yeah yeah we remember uh we remember the film yes so um there we go so good event was had by all so how did um uh jp and mike and andy finish in the end well andy oh. won a game good Andy won his bottom table game. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> was, it, was it against the stand-in player? Does it count? It wasn't the stand-in player, no. but it was oh, the okay. it was somebody equally as bad as himself. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> I think he shot him off in an hour. Uh, went <laughs> went and watched some of the Rangers game in his in, tablet, in his car. In his car. Had a bit of a look at the shops. <laughs> it's not making me feel particularly inspired this for my new slow grow army <laughs> <laughs> okay um, and what Mike about how... okay so he, two, did he win two so... yeah. yeah and, and JP? JP played the current UK master and uh, I think he got beat in spectacular fashion was that um, against Dan then Dan, Dan it... Bradshaw with the he, he was running a list similar to Tom Mosley's um Four vermin lords. Four oh. vermin lords with all the spells. Did he have four or did he have? He had three, didn't he, yeah. with the bell? Yeah. yeah. Tom had four. But um, yeah, Dan had painted his list in just a couple of days or something. Like I'd oh. seen a couple of funny yeah. Uh, yeah. posts on. Just all on Friday. But uh, I'm just looking through his Twitter because there was a there was a funny tweet. Uh, there we go. So it was game five, table two. JP Gannis with his feck, and then JP posted a reply uh, like a couple of hours later. Ten haunting photos taken moments before disaster. <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, I think he, I think he, he got, uh, he got beat pretty handedly in that game. But he ended up in four one. Oh, good. Oh well, so a good, a good event was had by all. Um, so, what, what were your final positions for everybody? Who's qualified for the the finals? Should they choose to go? So, me and me and JP have qualified. Um, JP finished eighth. Wow. Um, he got more popularity points than me. I finished seventeenth. <laughs> um, I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, Mike finished fifty seventh. Was it? No. 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 I was 61st and You're Mike was 64th. 64th. There we go. So Scott oh, finished higher than Mike. So. But is the cutoff for qualification not 60? It was top 40. Oh, is it 40? <laughs> That'd have been painful for you. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. uh, Andy finished. I don't know. I couldn't read down that far. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> 80 something he did, he was on he the did, last page he did get five best game votes just he did to, yeah he did so, he got five it was so that pushed him up <laughs> he got five five pity votes so what was the um, popularity all about is that your best sports and whatnot and best yeah. painted i don't want to touch on it too much because i just want to get this out there that the weekend was amazing everybody we spoke to all weekend was incredible i, I enjoyed myself so much um but 
you cannot deny that there is a bit of a mini game that goes on. And I'm going to say probably the people that are aiming for the sort of top 20 or whatever, I'm not going to name names, but there is a lot of backhanded sort of trading of sports votes or favourite army votes or maybe not trading, but actively encouraging. Yeah. Even so much as some people coming up at the end of uh, their games when other games are still going on, they know that the score sheets haven't filled in. Going, yeah. I gave you, I gave you my best game vote. Just wanted to let you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, we even heard from somebody in the bar talking about uh, maybe a recipe for it. Uh, get up to your table, take a selfie with them on Twitter, post it up on Twitter, catch up with them over the weekend, ask how they're getting on. It just. Uh it seemed a little bit disingenuous at times and um i don't think it was in the spirit of the event like we don't use sports to score our events and i don't think that any of us are any less sporting than others but um i do from the from the <laughs> no i use them at northern invasion oh do you right okay yeah but, but i just think from I the outside looking in it it just I've never, I've never experienced that up here. I've not experienced no, people trying to same. trade sports, but um, it's important for their rankings. Like it's a big event, yeah. and you can see quite clearly there. I had the exact same score as JP. He'd played a couple of bigger names, but the people that had played had still finished quite high. So even if it was like on a strength of schedule thing, we would have been quite similar. But um, the kill points and stuff, which was the third tiebreaker, I had more kill points than him. But just, I think the difference of like three votes, I think he had three best sports instead of my one and one extra best army vote. He went to eighth That's from my 17. Maybe likes you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what you get for having a hangover, kind of... though. <laughs> yeah. It says, swearing. More, it says more about JP and his uh, gristle board. JP is a great opponent <laughs> not to take that away maybe that's what they want I think JP got all of his in fact I know JP got all of his sports votes the right way yeah but there he is sparkles a... as a character he does that's the he thing does. he's like he's he's, he's, he's he's just there he's just like positivity incarnate yeah but there's like people holding up certain models to their opponents going have you seen this and look at that and like actively trying to to fish for votes and stuff did just he get any quite painful did he get any what sorry best, best army he got two two did best he? army and it's uh, come three. a long race i did see a couple of pictures of his yeah more... he painted masks on the models and stuff yeah. i want his headless ghouls that we saw last time <laughs> but, see, there, yeah. it was in the good spirit because i remember going and i used to play well i played in the back end of the competitive um gt type things down at warhammer world where there was no sports and it were pretty cutthroat and the new players some of them were sort of like trampled and it was quite you know it was it was a bit standoffish and it was all about the win and then as they moved to the throne of skulls and it became um it, it more they were encouraging more new players to come and for everybody to have a good time and they introduced a bit more of a dynamic about the scoring and whatnot um it became more important but it felt uncomfortable sometimes because i've played there a lot of times before i started going to independence and sometimes you'd have all five of your opponents come in and asking if you were voting for them 
and there's nothing you can do. All you can say is that you've had some really good games and it's a difficult decision, which is what I always used to say. As well for Nathan, is that you vote for more than one person now. You go kind of one, two, three. Yeah, you vote You vote for you two. You get two each. Yeah. Oh, okay. So two best yeah. army, two... He best had games. three best yeah. games and two best army. Yeah. But it's like it's not to take anything. I'm, I'm just using JP as an example because we both had the, the same score. Um, so I'm just drawing the comparison with the fact that those votes do matter. And that's yeah. what's... Like, it didn't take away from my enjoyment of the event. I just found it strange. It was alien to me. Because we don't do that. Um, like I had no interest in competing for a podium or anything. But if you were to go and you were competing for a podium, then maybe you should know that, unfortunately, you probably either need to be the most charismatic gentleman in the world or you're going to need to take part in this minigame. And like, if you don't know how... like. It's not. It obviously isn't in the pack that you need to do all this to get your your best. Well, sports you can sports, lose so. on that. You can technically both have five wins, and then one person's getting it over the other because of a popularity contest or yeah. Or well, the podium. A, a well, well, it it shows that Tony didn't finish. Tony got five wins and finished <coughs> with four. So yeah, like well, so that nobody happens. remembers eighth place. If that's if that's what you want to go with as well, it's like you say. If you want the podium, no one remembers eighth place or ninth place, really. You know I mean, like it's if you're going there for the big, it's the top three. You know, what I mean, it's the ones that come with the prizes, sort of thing. Or again, if you want to be known as the best sports person, because what? How is it then? Because there was a couple of folks that had five. Yeah, there was three that had five, and the one that finishes the highest gets the prize. Just the highest gets it. That's cool. That's uh, the idea. Yeah. You're you're playing well, but you're also. A, a nice guy about it. Or... Yeah, and he was yeah. an absolute gentleman, that guy. I think he uh, noticed that he had made a mistake in one of his games. I think he was playing Skaven, is that right, uh, Scott? The guy that won the best sports, you know, the uh... Dan, I think his name is, the guy that posted. Uh, Brad, uh, Dan... Oh, Danger yeah. Mouse something. Danger... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but he, he'd made a mistake with one of his units or something. I think he'd won the game because of oh. it, but then quickly noticed. Was it not him? It was, yeah, he'd made a mistake. He, it was, was it not the Dodgers player, Ben Bailey, that got the sports. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, it was it was Ben Bailey. Never mind. He, he had five sports for playing Dodgers, which is quite impressive. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was a different story. Somebody had realised that they'd made a mistake and corrected it with the judges and gave the win away to someone else and stuff, which, like, it just shows you that you don't need to have sports votes for people to, to like, people are actively giving away wins. Like that environment's already there. You don't need to encourage it further by giving points to people on the the score sheets. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm my table opinion. here. So I was, I was, so I was aiming for three wins, just as I normally do. Well, I try and try and do, but that's not always the aim. Um, and also, you know, maybe qualify. And three wins might. I was like, well, three wins, and I should qualify. And I was like, well, no, because blah blah blah. You know, these soft scores, and fair enough. And true enough, looking at it, so there's. There's a three wins player who didn't get any soft score votes, um, and he finished 59th. Um, so he was obviously bottom of the three wins by quite a bit, um, and only two places ahead of me on two wins. Um, and okay, no one with two wins qualified, but there was quite you a could, few three wins that, that you didn't. You know what I mean? I'm guessing if you cut five and five, very rarely that would happen. But I'm guessing that could maybe push a two. Yeah, well, yeah. you get six. Oh, yeah. You get six yeah. points for a win, and you've got a potential ten points from soft scores. So, yeah. like, they can make a, 
reasonable difference. But oh, definitely can, yeah. And I, I didn't hear anything myself this weekend, and I, I was never asked. I was, I didn't, and I didn't speak to anybody about it either. Um, but you know, it's going on a little bit. You know, you, you can see it. There's, I think you're right, Nathan. The, the top, the top bunch have have got a, a mission. <laughs> Some of them certainly. Yeah, it's a mini um, game. It's a game within yeah. a game. As, yeah. But it's not wrong. It's, it's, not, it's not wrong. I can I can, I can see what GW are trying to do. Um, you know, the, you should you should have nicely painted armies at Warhammer World, and this encourages it. You know, we talked about uh, Dan Bradshaw's Skaven not not you know being done really really quickly. He didn't get any favorite army votes, and that that cost him the podium, uh, the win. Yeah. Um, but, uh, had he got one, he'd have won it. So, and his army, you know, I'll be honest, looked like shit. I, I played against <laughs> it game for a game three with JP, and I was looking at it and you know what past it, and it's 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 speed painted. It's it's there it's there for a reason. You know what I mean? It's fine, whatever. But in Warhammer World, you know, well painted armies do well, um, and it's it's a part of it. I can see what GW are trying to do. They're, they're trying to reward positive play and blah like blah the, blah. I like the painting thing because I think that there should like I like the bad dice way that they do it for like blood and glory where they give you like a, a decent sized table of things that you need to achieve and if you can tick off enough boxes you max out on painting points and if you don't put on the extra effort or whatever then judges may dock you points on your painting if your army doesn't look great i would yeah. just rather they take it out of the hands of the players because you put it in the hands of the players it's much more likely to become a bit of a popularity contest as yeah, opposed true, to true. being in the hands of the judges, like I'm not saying that some all judges are impartial, but it at least minimizes the impact. And uh, like you would still have nicely painted armies um, at the events. Yeah, yeah. Effort in the final, uh, like again, you quite often like see. Would you say in our events where kind of like it's oh please set up your army for painting votes and that, and there's some armies that are just literally chucked in a pile on a tray because they don't. Yeah. Because they're not obviously worried about winning that or entering that, but it's more that would force them that they have to like present their army that it's painted and. Well, you never set your army up at Games Workshop. The the event runners walk around the event looking at your army on the table as it plays. So what do you guys think? I remember this being covered um, a couple of years ago by Hard Six um, about people who can't paint. Who buy an army, and so they buy a, a painted army or commission one, and it's shit hot. And then it gets, I mean, are they allowed to take a painting on? Are they allowed to take coolest army points? It's much more likely to happen when the players vote for it because yeah. they they're and a lot less likely to know. Because then, I, are you really, are you buying what, a vote? I was really. And I obviously didn't have an army that I was happy playing. I could have borrowed one by Niall, one of our honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I would have refused it to go to cabinet. I couldn't refuse my people voting it for a best army, like the out of your five. But I would refuse it to go in the cabinet for a best painting award. Yeah. And you don't get, get points, points for, that. for that. No, you, you don't get to, points for a norm. You, you used to. I'm sure you did last year. You got yeah. ten. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't take that away from people that have actually painted their army. Yeah, you know I mean, to that standard. You know I mean, like, I, like again, that, 
that person that I borrow that armor from might not know that I've won that trophy. I've got a free trophy at home. I can sort of thing pop a shelf with it or something. You know, but if it, you, if if you get in if you get in tournament points for the standard of your army above and beyond the minimum requirements, that's a bit ropey. No, no I think that's out of order, me. No, that's you pay for it. You've paid yeah, to get access to that. Armor. Some people. I mean, no, I, I don't. I don't think it's acceptable. I think that painting is a. Com- I, I think a minimum standard should be expected, and if you don't meet it, you either get dot points or you can't take the ta- the models onto the table. But a painting, a best painted, is a separate. Like we've always always said in the past, you don't get extra points to the painting because you've got five wins. Yeah. So why do you get extra points? Well, the way that they do it, it isn't based we on might... painting. It's favourite army. So if you're standing across the table and you think that the army you're playing against looks awesome and you're loving the cinematic experience that you're taking part in, yeah. that could count as a favourite army vote. Yeah. It's not necessarily painting skill or anything. No. That comes down to the judges and then they put a, they put armies in the cabinets and then you vote for them. But to my knowledge, I don't think there was extra points for that looking at the, the results. No. It just looks as if there was extra points for favourite army and favourite game. Yeah, that's um, good because they must have changed that because last year yeah. it was certainly more points if you went in the cabinet. Um, so that's good to know. But no, I don't, and, I, I don't understand how that would be unfair. Like... You've paid, like, I uh, say I was born with no one hand. I can still roll dice, still <laughs> but no, I'm not. I'm not trying to go that way. But I couldn't get a, an army on the table that I'm happy with. There's plenty of people in our scene that have armies that have not been painted by themselves. But I think that the issue is that nobody should get the extra bonus points. It's I, not bonus points. It's got a face hammer. It is. Yeah. Face hammer. It is. To put um, a different spin on it, my dad does um, classic cars, uh, like car shows and stuff. Like he builds all his own himself and stuff like that. But he's also competing at all the sort of car shows and stuff he goes to with people that spend hundreds of thousands of pounds and get them professionally built, painted, and designed and stuff. Like he's competing against them. It's the exact it's the level level playing field between him and these professionals that have just got money to burn. But like. What's it- it's all same. it's all the hobby. It's all about what car do you think looks the nicest or something. Yeah, but would that like, be the same with us then? Does that mean pro painting people people that are paid to paint shouldn't enter? Because it's no, I'm not, not not saying that. Just I think I think what Hard Six was saying because one of the guys, um, Adam, who still plays and stuff and does Angel stuff now. I think at the time he was um, he was doing commissions, so it wasn't that they were themselves um benefiting from things because he's a really good painter and he does some awesome conversions but i think that if if somebody commissions an army off you um are they able to get best painted are they able to get coolest army in an event should should i mean it's never really if you publish army if you've done it i don't think you should get an award that is meant to celebrate the skill of a painter but i if you frame it as favorite army or coolest army, then I refuse the award. If I had bought an army, I would be like, no, please hand it down to the ne- like over who whoever's next that has it. I'm just happy that people love the look of my army. I mean, me I've that- got I've got pretty big prizes at Northern Invasion for coolest army. Should I put in the pack because I've got finalized the pack this week? Should I put in that you can only enter it if if you've done it yourself, or should I let people commission one and do it? Because should well, like- there be 
So that there you go then. That's an example. Like so, say me and Niall had a painting day, and he helped me paint my army. That's the same argument, isn't it? That I shouldn't and award him for like he could easily just paint one model in my army. But well, I mean, what should, I'm not saying that. I'm not decided because I've never said it in the past. It's just uh, I send somebody random round to pick a load of a load of their favourites. They don't know who's painted what army, and they no, can they go and go. Sorry, have you painted that army? And you go. No. But should I penalise him? Because you won't get sports votes for it. I, I mean, think you won't you get tournament yourself. Points. I think that if you want to to be, it, like, it's it's up to the TO whatever stance they want to do. Maybe somebody feels more lax about it. I don't think they should be discouraged from doing it the way that they want to do it. But it might be better for you to take it in your own hands. Like, I know you want you send someone around impartial to do it, but if you were to go around and ask a few questions or what did you do to achieve this effect? Did you do that? And then it puts it in their hands. They can either lie, which you don't know, or they can tell you the truth. They didn't do it. And then you can consider someone else. But I'm torn me because I don't know whether or not I should penalize someone because they've bought one. So you're not penalizing them. You're just rewarding someone else instead of them. Well, I'd say like, if you, if you then put it in your pack that you can like the, army needs to be painted on the table if you said that 20 points could only be earned by people that painted their actual army yeah i wouldn't no. but yeah if you're just saying like it's a separate competition at the side for coolest army right, so if you're putting the coolest army at the side that's fair enough but if you were also giving tournament points again for best vote like uh, best no. army i would be then like well no because no i won't idea. do that same idea you can buy sports votes as much as we've all been talking here you could buy a couple of drinks for someone you could have a good laugh remember that last buy time buy them donuts buy them donuts it didn't That's work i did did it oh, no. did we vote for them yeah we did vote for them and it was purely it's... based on the donuts well no john harper and jp afterwards you know you can't really vote for them and mm. scott before them you know it's... no scott's that gamey <laughs> he's got that gaminess in him now <laughs> he's winning it's, games it's coming it's coming lads <laughs> Right, we we need to, we need to press on. So this is going to be super fast. We're realizing the time. It's two and a half hours in. Okay. Nobody wants to listen to us for two and a half hours. So, <laughs> okay, Aberdeen, Liam. This is how fast I'm going to go through it. I don't have to. I don't have to do much. Basically, my my army. Um, I took the Sylvan F again. I went with the same list that I went to the bad dice one day. Um, which uh, people can listen back uh, to previous episodes. It's basically, um, it's forest folk with 30, 30, 10 um, dryads. Um, Because I'm harvest boon, I have to take an extra wraith. So I've got two branch wraiths. I've got Durthu um, with Warsinger and Gaia Strike. I've got six sides. And I have a a Knight Heralda as a, a... an ally so it's two drops i, I decided to uh, risk it again seeing as though i went up against um ben johnson's two drop army and it pulled me apart uh, but here's the story of the weekend so i managed to finish uh four five six seven i didn't we didn't get to the end of any games then that's not because we ran out of time it was a funny one because it was two hour uh rounds you just didn't have two- time um, well, I did four turns, three turns, and four turns. But the two four turns we stopped because it was mathematically impossible for the other person to win. Um, so we had Gift from the Heavens, which was 
you might have to help me here. This was Realm of Life, and it was the one where you can't right. run unless you can fly. Yep. The, the fecund, whatever. Then we had Focal Points, which was... Where was that? Realm of Shaman with no rend. Yes, Brittle Isles. And then we had Shifting Objectives, and that was in the Darkly Shaded, was it called, where you've got an 18-inch yeah. um, range. So I played... Um, I took my list. We'll go to you next, uh, Liam. I had um, so Gift of the Heavens. I was against a Skaven Tide list. Um, it yeah, it went well for me. Um, I think he was uh, quite new to the army. Uh, to be fair, um, the fact that he couldn't run, he'd he'd invested a lot of points in a big storm vermin unit um, that got blocked in, boxed in by his own units, and he couldn't bring them into play just because of the way it deployed it deployed very very defensively waiting for where the the um the things fell out of the sky thinking that i could alpha him so it screened himself up probably too much so he couldn't he couldn't then once we knew where things were it was a struggle for him to come to me so he never threatened my objective and once i knew where is one i was i just stuck durfu in the sides and um, cleared off what he had and claimed it for a turn. Um, in fact, I held it for two turns looking at my score in here. But the story of the weekend is that out of, what, four, five, six, seven, eleven turns played, I won all but one initiative roll, <laughs> priority roll. I've got looking at my book. So in game two, I lost one priority. In game, game one, I won all four, and in game three i won them all um in my second game i was against um i was against iron jaws it was a double cabbage list um both opponents were really good I've, I've, unfortunately for the names i've just written j no i think they're right they were both james's or jamie's um they're both nice guys um the one yeah, they played uh, you would have played jason uh game two with the iron jaws a very yeah good- Army, yeah. It was. It's lovely. And his general on that blue and white Maw Crusher looked phenomenal. And, um, you know, up at, it was just that last priority on turn three. We were four and four, eight and eight. But when it went into turn three, I'd been summoning in the Dryads. I'd been picking away his stuff. And it got to the stage where all I had to do was move three inches away from him. And I could outnumber him on every objective. So once that went through, I, I took a big lead and he just didn't have the bodies to bring that back. And in the final one, I was against um, Fraser McWhorter, is it? The yeah. poster boy for Scottish AOS. Um, my my daughter was telling me repeatedly um, afterwards that he looked like Thor. So so this is, uh, <laughs> I remember, remember seeing the, uh, the Twitter thing. Oh, was it Facebook? I, 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 There's a picture post- of him looking... <laughs> He's looking pensively over over the table at, at, at Nagash or something, and you know he's a it's like this this um, <laughs> pin up guy, and there was these quotes underneath it saying, "Yes, everybody in Scottish AOS scenes looks just this good." So um, no, so me and uh, Fraser was a really nice guy. We had um, he had uh, Nagash, um, loads of grim ghasts, uh, a load of dog chaff, a necromancer. Um, <clears throat> it was an interesting one, and um, it was shifting objectives, which isn't a favourite of mine. 
but I took first turn, so I took all three objectives. I put 30 dryads on each in Wildwoods on the flanks, and in the middle I just stuck 10, just as a bit of chaff to draw him in, because he'd have to take it. Um, but what I did do was I decided to just, because I've never fought Nagash, this is however many years I've played, I've never fought him. So I thought, right, I'm going for Nagash. And I just said to him, look, I could play this quite tactically, but really I'm playing Harvest Boon. I get stick for being a bit defensive. So I'm going to come at you and I'm going to see if I can kill him. And so I um, I redeployed. Um, I, I came through the woods with uh, Nagash and the sides. Of course, the sides rolled a one. So that they... Oh, yeah, sorry, with Durthu. With Durthu and the sides, the sides rolled a one. So they couldn't back up Durthu, but I thought, Ah, balls. So I just went in and I went in with a nine inch charge. Um, I hit the screen, um, but because Dirthu's got the reach, I had the three attacks. So it was ultra aggressive. And um, and Fraser, I don't think he, he quite saw it. And so all hit, all wounded. Um, and he had to roll three fives or else he was dead pretty much. Um, well, he'd get his six ups, obviously, but he, uh, he, he saved, he saved one of them, and he saved. He made none of his death saves. So Nagash took twelve mortal wounds just off the bat. I missed with the massive impaling talon, but at that point, I think it rattled him. So he backed off with Nagash, and I think it just unsettled him enough that um, that I had the advantage. And so he went a little bit defensively. Um, he threw everything towards Durthu. But he left that centre objective, and I was allowed to keep scoring. So um, by the end of it, it was it was nineteen six at the end of the fourth turn. I'd won every priority. If he'd have won a couple of priorities, it'd have been very different. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was lucky for me. So I got I got three three majors, which I was very very happy with. Um, what about yourself? What about yourself, Liam? Uh, I had a Hedonites army fresh off the press. Uh, my list in the end was uh, Pretenders, uh, Realm of Olgu, Keeper of Secrets, uh, with the Strength of Godhood uh, command ability, which is the plus D3 damage uh, once per combat phase. Two Challenge Slanesh, roll six dice at the start of the turn game before deciding who goes first. Every five up is a depravity. Uh, Slither Slasher is plus two attacks. Sleuthal Stupor, which is the spell that choose an enemy hero within 12. It can't use command abilities, run or charge until your next hero phase. I had a Blade Bringer and Exalted Chariot with Sword of Judgment and Hysterical Frenzies at spell. I had Enrapturous, a Vice Leader on foot uh, with the Pavane of Slanesh spell. Uh, two units of 30 Daemonets, the unit of 10 Daemonets uh, inside the Procurium Revelers formation. That has Daemonets in it. Uh, they get on a wound roll of a six unmodified, it's a mortal wound instead. And then I had uh, five endless spells. I had the Mesmerizing Mirror, uh, Geminids of uh, Elgish, uh, Quicksilver Swords, Ether Void Pendulum, and Chronomatic Cogs, which was 1950. So I've started off with two command points. Uh, cool. So, game one, I was playing against Andrew Katanak. He had a corn army. Uh, Again, Realm of Life, so I kind of just... It was a very... He had a unit of nine Blood Crushers and a unit of six. So I was kind of rubbing my hands for how much depravity I was going to get in this game. So turn one, 
I let I let him take turn one, and then I, he came forward. I charged my keeper in. I got cogs off turn one, got, put the keeper in to uh, charge some flesh hounds in the unit of uh, six blood crusher, uh, cr- blood crushers. Yeah, the, the ones with the blood letters on the back. Uh, charged, piled in, hit the blood le- uh, crushers. Did quite a lot. I'd killed four of them, I think, or five, four. Killed four uh, on the charge, and then which at that point when I rolled two sixes to wound and did ten mortal wounds, he went that's bent uh, from there. Uh, so then uh, second pile in, I tapped and hit the flesh hounds, taking out about seven of them as well. Uh, so I just by the end of so we rolled for priority. I gave him turn to. And then uh, the uh, my turn to depravity, I had fifty six at that point. Jeez. So I just started summoning some little heroes, and uh, at that point, the objectives I had held both on turn two, he we stopped there. He didn't want to play anymore. Uh, after that, uh, game two was against a young boy. I'm actually not sure how old he was. Uh, who was a young lad? Was that Sasha Smasher, was he called or something? I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so he had a came go- in for an intro game and get matched up against Liam. Yeah, but Owen came running over to me and went, the little boy's playing Liam. This will <laughs> not end well. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it did quite often come over just to see how like, bloody... Oh, she, was, she was shadowing Liam all day. She kept, I kept saying, come away from him while they're playing. It's like, he doesn't, he doesn't mind. He's Liam, nice. You should, let, you should let Arwen play him. <laughs> oh, yes. You should have coached her through it. So, mission two was uh, focal points. I just let his Nurgle army walk on to the objectives and then full warmth of Slanesh in the middle of the board. We just kind of <laughs> turn one, Glockin, I piled in the Glockin, did 16 wins to him with the first pile attack from the uh, keeper that was at minus one to hit as well, uh, and obviously no rend. Uh, you so... took off all his toys, didn't you? I did, yeah. Intimidation you killed, tactics killed... from the offset killed the biggest toy, his favorite model. Just it take took it him off. This isn't to paint that, <laughs> yeah. Thir- that was Thir- his combined Christmas and birthday Lo- present. Lovely, <laughs> <laughs> Thir- he probably line. broke it as well. Blade runs as well. And then he had uh, Horticulus, and I goes, oh, do you want to put your tree on turn one? And he went, no, I'll save it for turn two or three. And I'm like, okay, kid, it's not going to happen. So he walks Horticulus up to the middle of the table, and then my blade bringer chariot goes in and just goes, here's what a sort of judgment does, and cut his head off. <laughs> Owen said, he's being really nice to the boy. He's definitely going to win, but he's helping him. And he's even helping him, telling him what dice to roll. I was like, okay, poor lad. But no, no, it was a learning experience. So, um, no, like, he seemed happy though. The kid at the end of the day, you know, he enjoyed himself. He so be, uh, he seemed happy. Ready to go back to Fortnite then? Yeah. He never wept anyway. <laughs> not like not like what you do to kids, Scott. <laughs> That's it. I've never made a child cry actually. So. So, what was your... You had the, the mirror match then. I had the mirror three, match. Didn't you? Against Josh. Liam Bain. Liam Bain, what, uh, number one? Is he number one? I think he's I don't number know. one. Uh, one yeah. It was... He, so, he had the... 
Same formation. We had six fiends in his list. He only had one block of 30, and he had the Hellstrider unit as a battle line as well. And he had two keepers instead, and obviously of me having the Chariot and Enrapturous on the board. It was weird. Again, I had the choice. I had the choice all weekend, so I just gave gave my opponent first turn every time because I, as I said to Nathan earlier today, I think they're more of a you react to your opponent. I'm fast enough and I can do enough damage, I think, to take people off of objectives quite easily. Uh, unfortunately, my dice were okay and John's were hotcakes uh, for this game. Uh, I think I put tw- 14 wounds from my chariot into 30 damage next turn one and I only killed five. On a six-up save, uh, which was heart, uh, heart going that one. Uh, he won the priority for turn two, which was kind of the decider for quite a lot of. Uh, the co- so obviously he was able to put two of his keepers around my keeper, slow my keeper down, and then was able to slow my big two big blocks of thirty down as well, uh, and then setting himself up to for his keeper secrets to blend my units of demonets and then. Uh, it was, I had a chance again on turn two into three because obviously going second I had the keeper summon the fiends and that but I just failed all my charges uh, with those three units uh, then into turn three I was able to remove I killed both keepers into turn three uh, in turn three overall and with a pendulum and uh, a couple of cheeky uh, pylons from the keepers uh, my the keeper I summoned and the fiends it's hard. It's uh, definitely, like I said, there's a bit of ambiguity on our rulings on what happens when you both go last. But do you, does all his units go first in his turn, or do we just play by normal ticket and turns order? I'd have thought that you'd have just if you all went last. I'd have thought it just similar to how it says it cancels it out if you go first. I'd have thought it was the same for going last, but. I don't know. Yeah, so he's why uh, you just take it in turn as not as a normal yeah. combat. We were unsure, and we were unsure on how uh, the command ability of the keeper worked with it. We just played it as that X. I wasn't at that time always strikes last, so I could just because it was my turn. I was always strikes last, but I then hit. I was able to then spend my command point to hit him again because he has to go after all other combat choices have been done. But it's obviously a really... It's a, it's a mirror match problem. It's more of a... It's the only issue is because we both do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I failed a couple of the locuses on the other side of the board early on that uh, put me on the back foot. But I was just unable to... With his uh, hot rolls turn one, I was just not able to remove his block of 30 demonites. I did put my keeper in turn one into his six fiends even with minus one hit and wound, I still removed all six of them on a double pile in attack. But there you go. So, but was we, a... Sorry, we were on turn four and all that was left on the board were units that we both summoned. There was none of the original army anymore. Wow. But it's a good blood in for him. It was a good bit of um, a good bit of practice, and you know, yeah. I'd say it was getting it's getting the first steps done with the book. It was to see what I what I liked and what I was wanting to play. Yeah, and it's good to play against somebody who's who's good and knows what they're mm-hmm. doing as well. 
Okay. Well, no, I, I have to give a little a credit as well to, to Fraser there, because as I say, I won all four of my priorities. Um, and the scores were, they were heavily in my favour, and there was a bit of janky teleporting that went on. Um, I think uh, it, it'd been rattled, as I said, by the, the early alpha, and um, was was a, a bit on edge with it, so... So I think he, he left a bit of an opening at one point so I could teleport through the woods into the objective he took off me and claim it back. So I think it it ended up 19-6, but that doesn't tell the, the tale of it because it was 5-1, five, 9-4, five, 14-5, four, 19-6. But yeah, it, was, uh, it, it could have been the other way. With a couple of those um, priorities going the other way, you'd have... It had done all right, and Fraser was at um, Follow the Old World, and he did he did pretty good, I think. He um, yeah he 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 listened to the uh, the the feedback, I think, from from on here, and dropped the grim gas numbers down so he could get the Guardian of Souls in. So yeah, he's, but yeah, it was good. It was a good event. Um, it was in the store, and Games Workshop in Aberdeen is just one of those old-school stores that you just don't get anymore. And they've got, like, I mean, there were 20 people in that event. And there, was and there were a, fair tables as well. Yeah, there were two or three tables free um, that people were playing 40k on upstairs. That is in the store. So, I mean, to have that sort of thing with, there was a good amount of terrain on every table. Um, so, yeah, it was... It was all right. It was a bit strange, the scoring, um, because there was painting categories and I didn't understand how it was working because I didn't know what had happened at the end. But there were different categories. There was um, hero, unit, monster and artillery. And for first, second and third, you got additional tournament points and the same for best army. Um, So at the end of the event, I mean, going into game three, there were five of us on two majors. Um, and then at the end, uh, there were three of us, I think. It must, no. Yeah, three of us, because I was playing against Fraser, who was, I was, I'd scored the lowest kill points out of the people on ma- the two majors. So I'd been paired against the person with the highest kill points of people on one on one. Um, and at the end of it, it turned out that uh, John, who played Liam, came third. Um, I came second, and Jamie Ferguson came first. So it was first place for Skaven, second place Sylvaneth, third place Slanesh. Uh, but that was heavily influenced, really, by the painting. Um, I don't know what the... I mean, there were only... There are, well, I don't know what the differences that have been without, I think... The highest strength of schedule. Yeah, it'd have gone down to strength of schedule, maybe. I don't, I don't Actually, know. Actually, no, because you, you, you had to play Fraser last game, which would lower yours. But again, that lowers Jamie's as well, because he played Fraser first game. Yeah, so I don't know. John's, I don't know... Uh, how John's other two opponents got on. Yeah, and I think it ultimately came down to the fact that Jamie won best army. Mm-hmm. Um, he also had best artillery piece. And I got second place, I think, in hero as well, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and so 
he got a lot of a lot of points from painting, so so fair play. Um, there we go. That what that was the Aberdeen story event, and I'll certainly be down for another one because it's a good good place and it's nice. It's it's uh it's great to have such a facility and a official GW store. So I think um are there any very very quick questions we can rattle through and we'll probably just leave the other bits until next time yep there's a few let me just uh get my thread up here so i'll put a quick thing on twitter uh let's pick one here uh okay matt rennie at Rennie Rugby, what army do I run for the Northern Invasion 2019? Slayers or Grots? Question mark. Slayers. It's got to be in it. Slayers. Yeah. His Slayers yeah. are all painted like uh, oiled up naked dwarfs. So yeah, yeah. Let's go with the Slayers. <laughs> yeah, I've played them. Go with the Slayers. Go with the Slayers, Matt. This is this is a question uh, that we're I'm going to ask, but we're not going to answer because we've not got three hours. Uh, Paul Deduca at Don Duke eighty two. Why all the hate for Skaven and Plague Monks? This Thanks, is very Paul. similar we'll, uh, to it. We'll come back to that another, another episode. Well, I've got a question here, which is why are Skaven so broken? What makes them good? Maybe we could do a special piece in the next episode on Skaven. That's not a bad idea. Oh, what we'll do is I'll just uh, play each of them with a Skaven army, and then when they want to rip their eyes out, they'll maybe understand. <laughs> maybe I should play them with a Skaven army. Yes. Um, <laughs> there we go. Okay, one more. So from Just Play Games, Ian, so this is their, our ref at Heat 2. Uh, is Stunty Mike shit at Warhammer? Yes, next. <laughs> <laughs> the table, The tables don't lie. Well, um, he said so, you said, didn't he? It was a direct, <laughs> was a direct quote, from, quote Steve, from him. From, from Mike, yeah. <laughs> Rich Strachan, our, our esteemed author, uh, friend, and previous episode um, at Rich Strack. <laughs> Why is every NI episode not just about me? Because then we didn't have anything to do with four and a half hours. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Maybe it will be, Rich. Write us another book, you can have another full-on rich track episode <laughs> you put uh, us all as characters in your next novel there we go yes yes there we go some easter eggs that's what we want so that's what we want yeah sigmar's righteous smite us that's my <laughs> that's my stormhold terrible terrible like it is banned yeah it sounds good <laughs> brocknar twice forged is my uh general so there what? we go yeah that's my uh castellan I still didn't even catch what you said. You said something, something, second yeah, forged. Twice forged. Twice, twice forged, yeah. Forge He's it. only been forged twice, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it, it might be more. Forged at both ends. I've only played him twice, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it'll be thrice forged next time I pull him out. <laughs> right, this, this is one we'll maybe come back to. I think we've maybe talked on this before, but Mark Roberts... Um, any advice for someone running their first tournament? Um, yeah, plenty, but maybe we're running out of time now, so maybe we'll yeah, come back. To judges. One. Yeah, we can put these as items on our next agenda. Yeah, that's 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 not a quick one. Uh, Grant Fraser, at uh, I say his thing, Aki Tri- Tricks. Anyway, Grant Aki Fraser. We know we know him very well. Uh, how many beers were consumed during the games, and how much do you think it improved your performance? Um, and good. 
<laughs> well, it certainly degraded my game five performance. Didn't it consume that many beers during the games, actually? So had the uh, can't blame the beers. Eleven yeah. over the weekend. Votes. No, twelve. Twelve. Uh, <laughs> D, D sounds like somebody wanted Nathan's sports votes more than they wanted yours, Scott. Yep. Drink <laughs> more beer and you'll get more yeah, wins. Well, nobody bought me many beers. Buy me beers, I'll give you sports votes. There you go. Uh, last one I will do. John Craig, who do you think will be the highest and lowest placing Scott at Bobo? John well, Craig will be lowest. Ones are going, so. JP. Do I know who it's going? There's JP. No, me. None of the good ones are going. None of the good ones. JP's going. Uh, but he's not Scottish. <laughs> he's, he's on the team, though. He's adopted. He's, a, he's the token yank. Yeah. He's going to be the highest token yank. We've I got think. the yank and the mank. So we, we can do all right. That, you should definitely do a doubles team, and that's what you should do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the manky yank. Okay. Lewis no, I don't know. Scott. I don't know who's going to be top and bottom. I don't know what people are taking. Um, well, after seeing Andy that's... Curry's performance this weekend, I think John Craig's going to be bottom. <laughs> he looks like a bottom to me, do you not think? Just looking at him. <laughs> Depends who he gets. Uh, there is the clouds of steam and smoke thing, isn't there? Isn't that one of the... Um, yeah. That's one of the realms. There might not be a lot of Sylvaneth as well <laughs> onwards, so... No, it's come down. It's come down. There's a, there's not he struggled much. with Gloomspite, and I, I reckon you might find a, a fair number of Gloomspite at the Bobo event. Mm. Uh, Andy struggled with them. All the minus to hit in combat, and the heroes are even harder to hit. Most of them have native minus ones to hit, and then when they're next to all the grots, they're even harder. So, I think uh, I think that John will be the lowest, and James will be the highest. JP, I'm going to be uh, falling back on the bear cushion of death because um, I'm I'm uh, I'm ditched the Sylvaneth for Bobo, so that I can go into our pilot and just um, play with death. So I'm looking. I think forward you'll to do it. well with yours. You're Legion of Night, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, well, I've just found out that there's um there's a, an extension till Friday, so oh. I've got four more days to tweak my list. Um, to JP, we've got some models for you, Stu. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Well, I've got I've got four days to tweak it, um, because they've given an extension for those who haven't yet submitted. So everybody's getting a bit of a tweaking sort of like window. Um, I've got a we've got a podcast grudge with Her- Heralds of War. Now, Heralds of War has got Manfred as their as his general, so I'm quite keen on taking Arkan and Neff. I so think you should. Go and, go and smash him yes. all. Yes, all so, three more Tarks on the table, that would I think be awesome. So. Well, yeah. you want the fake one that's not there. No, 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 she's not going. I might get an Alinda t-shirt printed and just wear it, <laughs> and I'll lift my veil. <laughs> I'll just lift, I'll lift my, I'll get the yeah, belly you, you can be, you can be a lender. There we go. There Here's we go. one step better, Stu. Just go topless and say it's ethereal. Yeah, that's it. there we go. I'll lift my veil. I'll just go. Yeah, I'll be an ogre. No, so um, so yeah, I'm thinking I might tweak it and take a couple of Martarks to to go smash up Manfred. But that means I can't be Legion tonight then, though, if I do that. So I'll have to think. Yeah. Well, he's not Legion of Night. He's Legion of Gash, and he's taking um, he's taking Manfred. So, well, Manfred's not the general. Ugh. No, no, Manfred is. It's, yeah. it's not. Is yeah, you can. Can um, if you're Grand can. Legions. If yeah. you're Legions Nagash, you can be. But if you choose any of the 
more Tarks Legions, they have to be the general. Ah, uh, right, okay. Yeah. So so he's like Grand Host. Sacrament, so. you have to take Arkan. He's got like a unit of 30, okay. um, 30 uh, Graveguard. Graveguard? So, yeah, so that would be nice. And he's got, it's basically very similar to mine. He's got the Death March, uh, but he's got 15 Black Knights, 30 Graveguard, 10, 10, 10 of Skeleton, a Necromancer. Manfred and uh, the White King, so this those Graveguard are going to be absolute beasts. Yep. They're going to be re-rolling the ones. They're going to be extra attacks. They're going to be this. They're going to be that. They're going to be plus the one other. save. And oh, he's not Legion of Night. Is no, he? he's not Knight. Yeah. But they oh, should be Legion of Night. He should be. He's he's missed a trick there. Um, see, convince him to tweak it. I'm almost tempted to stick with Legion of Night myself and uh, and just show him show him what's what. <laughs> no, it should be good fun. So so yeah, that's Clint from um, Heralds of War, which is good because he's coming over from Australia. So um, yeah, it should be a good event, uh, good first game. There's some interesting lists. I've been looking over them today. So I mean, that's 200 players. You obviously won't get 200, but. I can't see you getting more than twenty dropouts or so, so it'll still yeah, be there's, way there's up a lot of hype about it. It'll be it'll be cool to hear all about it. Yeah, so we'll maybe um, come together just after that because it's not long. It's only about ten days away now. I think. Yep. All right. Definitely. Yep. I'm going to take the portable recorder and get some uh, get some interviews with some uh, movers and shakers. Excellent. Whilst drunk, so I'll so. be following closely from home. Do as proud. Well, uh, Gary Marshall's going down as well. I'm chatting to him. So. He is, yeah. So there's quite a few. Um, Paul Whitehead's come in as well with Luke. Oh, good. Um, Paul for it. He's, he's been a bit quiet. In. Craig Graham's come in. Um, Kev Lowe's coming down. We've got... Um, of course, got the herd. Sean, Sean McEachney and uh, Grant Fraser. Uh, so, yeah, there's a good Scottish turnout. Mark Roberts is down. Um, David Nemeth and Cat for Cat are down, so yeah, we've got we've got a a good a good turnout. Um, there's got to be one or two in the top twenty. So definitely, we'll see. Well, there's a couple more questions here, but I think we'll uh, use them next. There's a couple of nice ones here that we can spin out a bit. So thanks well, okay. for sending them in, but we'll we'll answer them later. Yeah, we've hit the three-hour mark, and yeah. that's that's normally the um, the death knell for a chat. I've, I've I've come to the bottom of my final can. <laughs> Finish the whiskey, and it's one of those days. So, thank you very much for joining us. Is there any final thoughts from around Scotland? No, <laughs> we are the best people confirmed. Stunty Mike is shit at Warhammer. Yep, that's also confirmed. <laughs> Anything from yourself, Liam? No, I'm just painting. Leave me alone, I'm just painting. I'm just painting. All right, well, thank you very much for joining us. It is good night from everybody. You give me-